All right, we are running a Cleveland Moto podcast. Oh, wow. damn, John. Wow, that was lively. Is that the vanilla porter? Mm-hmm. Fuck. I'm impressed. Man. I Landon have got, Google's Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. I didn't even know you could still get this in the store because it's so fucking sub-zero out there. I have the N-E-T-U-R-D-E-Y, night. Yeah, so that's the, I've got Natter Days. What do you got, Steve? This is this is my Thursday beer because oh. you know I have to get up at five tomorrow morning. Yeah. So this is a four percent, ninety-six calorie Lagunas daytime IPA. Ooh, wow! It's <laughs> the drink report. You've got it. Looks like what do you got? The uh, uh, Rangeist. Oh, Rangeist. Truth. India yeah. Pale. Yeah, and then of course PBR. I'm clearing out your fridge of all of the PBR Funkin slowly Nick, but surely. Slowly but surely. Good those man. might be those might be past their best that is by okay. date. Okay. Absolutely. They so, age like fine wine. To my immediate left is Kevin. And to his Nick. And Johnny Mac. And Brandon. Man, been a long time. <laughs> it's been a very long time. Um, and of course, uh, Steve Sleepy. Running the boards again, putting out this will be our third um, episode with the good gear, mm-hmm. as we like to say. And then your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Uh, we couldn't be happier with our patron. We Last week we announced our patrons, this whole Patreon thing that we're running, patreon.com. And we've got 32 patrons. Wow. So motherfuckers have stood up. And a lot of people are standing up at the bat phone level, which is that extra, that extra 10 bucks. And that 10 bucks gets you the phone number mm-hmm. for our secret bat phone. And the bat phone number gives you the ability to provide suggestions and contents for the show. So when you sign up at the $10 level, we're going to go ahead and uh, email you out or respond on Patreon with the secret bat phone number so you can really be part of the action so that's um you're gonna hear about some of that stuff in the show today so that's pretty fucking badass the uh brendan you brought us apple pie moonshine at the ims show a couple of years ago yeah showed up and that was <laughs> about the coolest thing anyways we got not only did we get apple pie shine at that show but we got actually apple pie somebody brought us apple pie or was it pumpkin pie i can't recall it doesn't matter I don't remember that. Yeah. It might have something to do with Brennan's contribution. And so I did want to start with why you're here in the metaphysical sense. Because as a podcast listener, you've done some stuff. And how we started was you're, you built up a CB750. Yeah. And what I love about this is I've looked at pictures of your bike and I kind of was following that build, and that build is the CB750 I would build. Like, that is, it's an F, first of all, and it's a single overhead cam. It's a 76. Yeah. Uh, basically, that whole thing started, um, for the most part, you guys were all there. You just didn't know it. Uh, I've, been listen- <laughs> I've been listening to this show legitimately since the first week I bought the bike. I, uh, I live uh, in Toledo, and just up the road from Toledo is Flint, uh, up the long road, 23. And uh, I found the bike for 700 bucks. It was uh, a gentleman's father's who had been dead for like 15 years. Uh, and his old man was into drag racing, but the son had no interest in it. And I called him up. I said, what's the deal with the bike? He said, 700 bucks, get the damn thing out of my garage. Wow. I met him in the middle of January, uh, picked the bike up, dragged it home. Uh, they actually closed 23. It was such a snowstorm. I was pushing, I was towing it with a Mazda and it was pushing my car all over the place. Oh, shit. Didn't even know the expressway was closed. I'm just trolling down the road, got it home and proceeded to have to go through everything on the bike. Um, figured out going through it that 
the old man had thrown an 836 big board kit on it. Nice. Um, oh, that's not bad. I after listening to you guys and all your recommendations on how to actually set the set the gap and all the uh, all the cams and everything, um, I realized that I needed to back them off a little bit. They were a little too tight because they were just it, I wasn't getting the right get up and a tappy tap it is a happy tap it. Right. Yes, <laughs> and found out that I needed to set them about four thousandths on the intake, four thousandths on the exhaust. Mm, Come to good. find out, that's the proper spec for Yosh cams and that. That's probably what it's got because back when the old man was running the bike, that was the the hot setup. Eight thirty six yeah. big bore Yosh cams. Yosh. Wow. Come to find out, it's got twenty nine millimeter smooth bore carbs on it off the Z one thousands. And uh, when I put the bike together, you guys were in my ear the entire time. And I had the original uh, seven fifty front end on it, and uh, it seemed like every episode that you guys would complain about the seven fifties, <laughs> I would be an episode behind. So I did the entire front brake system, put everything on, and then somebody brought up the fact that you should probably polish that pivot pin so that the front caliper doesn't lock up on you. Mm-hmm. Well, off came the front brakes again. I polished everything up. Never had an issue with it. But uh, I built that bike up um, over a couple of years. It's got uh r6 rear sets on it mm-hmm. that i custom built um whole uh yeah i custom built the uh brackets that hold the r6 on there so yep. the frames unmolested the wiring cool. system for everything is completely unmolested and it looks like a gl1000 front end is that it, right it is it's yeah. a it's a gl1000 front end and that actually happened because uh me and a subaru tried occupying a lane at the same time and Ooh. his mask kicked my ass and i got pushed off into the dirt slid down the road at about 80 mm-hmm. uh oh. raked off the timing set and everything but that was it um and i put the gl1000 with the all ball bearing kit on it mm-hmm. and everything and I actually a lot of people argue that it's not because I have I built brackets to hold the original 750 uh mm-hmm. headlight everything mm-hmm. so I could keep the f look on it right but it's got the triple tree and everything but yeah yeah I built that bike up and as I was building it you guys were making little recommendations and things and how to tune and everything like that and I wish we didn't know we were talking to you well, yeah. it worked great because I was getting everything I was paying for at the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been kind of my pride and joy. I always wanted a bike like that and mm-hmm. built it up, and I brought it out here to the Mods versus Rockers ride, yeah. and it's been out to Cleveland a couple of times. Yeah, it's, and if you're going to – this is one of those things. and That's cool. So now we're going to get into, well, why are you letting it go? Uh, I'm letting it go because uh, – I've always owned the uh, the terrible trikes. Um, I grew up on three wheelers, uh, and recently, a couple months ago, I bought one for my son. And the deal was, you learn to wrench, you get to learn to ride. So it sat at my house for about eight months. Um, we tore it all apart. It needed new rear axle bearings. It needed uh, my friend that had owned it was fairly portly, uh, around <laughs> three fifty on a one ten, and uh, hit a stump or something and blew the clutch basket apart. And it. it would still move because it was a Honda and they never don't move. But uh, it had taken about a quarter fifty cent piece chunk out of the clutch basket itself, so it was barely getting any friction. So oh, I, really, I pulled that all out and everything. And uh, my son had kind of lost interest in it. We put it back together the night of. I was like, all right, I'll take it for a shakedown ride. Um, I received a call from my buddy. Uh, he was actually getting ready to go up to the hospital with another one of our friends who was pulling his wife off life support. I was like, shit, I got to get up there. I'll take it on a shakedown ride. Okay. Yeah. Now, thankfully, from your guys' podcast, my first accident on that motorcycle, I was all gear all the time after listening to you guys. I grew up kind of in the Harley camp where, you know, you need your DOT do-rag, your leather, 
and unfortunately the whore on the back, which was usually my mother. Uh, Don't dress for the ride, dress for the slide. Exactly. So you guys saved my ass on that first wreck, but this one was just supposed to be a shakedown ride. Was it a chubby the- tire ATC? Oh, yeah. No oh. suspension. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a that's rigid. the offending character. Yeah, it's a rigid front end. It's just got the giant balloon tires. It's very similar to what James Bond, you know, rode. Oh, in, yeah. And know, the yeah. uh, the nail in the coffin on that one was actually the guy that owned it before me, my buddy, yeah. had actually put two-inch taller tires on the rear, so that pitched the front down even oh, farther. So it was shit. tippier than hell. I'd yeah. only, before that shakedown ride, I'd only ridden it about 15 minutes just in and out of the garage, you know, just to see what the hell was going on. Right. So that night, I was in a real quick hurry. I fired it up, went to go take off. I remember starting the bike. Yeah. On the shakedown ride, I woke up about two weeks later at the hospital, strapped down to a bed. My wife was screaming at me to calm down. Um, I, In the course of shaking it down, it's believed I smoked a uh, speed bump that I didn't see coming. I know the way I ride those things. I was probably third, fourth gear pinned, right. cruising around. I hit the bump, rolled the three-wheeler fractured the back of my non-DOT approved skull Snell either I don't care which system but uh I fractured uh my right orbital socket busted all three of my sinus cavities up uh laid on the side of the road for about a half hour as I just swallowed my own blood luckily a lady called saying that she heard a boom and the police finally came around to find me and uh I got transported to the hospital emergency craniotomy Two quarts of blood pumped out of my stomach, and I laid oh, there on the side of the road. Man. And uh, after I finally had a sense of what was going on after the accident and everything like that, I promised my wife, I was like, I can't see myself having to do this. And the worst part was, it is almost exactly a year to the date when it happened from my first accident. Mm-hmm. And my wife gave me no guff about that one. Right. I was to work by nine o'clock that day, and I wrecked at 6 a.m. So it was slide pick it up load it on the trailer get the hell home get to work so i didn't have a problem with it but this one i just seeing what i put all my friends and family through and everything like that i couldn't imagine doing it to them again so i'm not done with bikes i wanted i've been wanting to go to a scooter anyway go to Mm -hmm. something smaller because i need something where i'm not doing 120 on my way to work because in in western ohio everything is flat Right. I, I always yeah. wonder why everybody's on boosas and baggers <laughs> out there. And that's because you don't need to turn in no, Toledo. Really Everything's don't. a right-hand yeah. turn or an easy sauntering left or right. So I, uh, I want to get rid of my bike. But yeah. the most important thing to me with my bike is I want it to go to a good home. Right. I, don't, I mean, that's, that, that's a big part of I've anybody. Been off right? work for, I've been off work for two and a half months now, and my, I'm a member of a local union. Actually, we know the same guy, Phil Packy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. It yeah. is a small role. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my union's kept me whole. I'm not worried right. about money or anything, but I'm, what I'm worried about, and it's hard for my wife when she comes out, I'm always in the garage building, working, tinkering. Yeah. Uh, actually, two weeks after, or three weeks after the accident when I got discharged, we went and picked a three wheeler up that I rolled. And uh, got it together and sold it. <laughs> so it, goddamn old Hondas, they do not die. No. Yeah, and you, it's funny is that there's no shortage of people that want to buy them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh right. no. I, yeah. I, I live right off Lake Erie, so that is an ice bike for the, for the Ooh, ice regattas boy, and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that, the yeah. guy that bought it, that's exactly what he's doing with it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I just, it's more important to me that my bike goes to a good mm-hmm. home. And you guys have done so much to help me build it, help get it together. That's why I emailed you, and I yeah. just wanted you to know, you know, if, Anybody out there in in the podcast oh, yeah. wants wants a crack at it? We're gonna I'm pitch gonna the go shit out of it. I mean, we're gonna we're mm. gonna promote the hell out of it because one, you've always been 
right there with us participating in our shenanigans. You've gone to the DGR. You've played all the reindeer games with us. And it's exactly the kind of bike that we would put together. So the fact that you didn't, you know, you you didn't put fucking pod filters on a rack of CV carbs. Yeah. You know, and you did build brakes along with motor. And like everything about this bike is exactly the way I would put together a CB750F if I were to throw one together. And that's that's what's so cool about it is it's a bike that you can ride and it's a I mean it, this is a cool machine. I mean, it's a great bike. And yeah. It's, no, I, no brown seat, no brown uh hand grips. It's barely a whiff of dime city anywhere near this fucker. Is <laughs> that there? is exactly what I put the fill in the email when I originally sent it yeah. to him. I told him straight, I was like, listen. Yeah. I'm not trying to put this on Craigslist and just yeah. burn it off to somebody. I right. want somebody that's going to take care of this bike because I spent so much time building it. Yeah, right? and, and that's what it means. It's like, I'm not selling it for a profit. No. I'm not selling it to make money. I'm just, I want it to go to a good home mm-hmm. because I'll be goddamned if I want a millennial chopping the back half of exactly. it all, trying to move the right. rear tank and, yeah. you know, yeah. trying to open it up it's making just, it into a brat you know there, there's hope there's hope though because like we have nick <laughs> <laughs> nick we're working on nick really hard coming along nicely i've owned a 750 without chopping it up right that's true yeah that's a big deal so uh, so the podcast listeners what price have you got on this thing i got it for 2800 right and so now. we're going to put pictures of it all over our cleveland moto facebook page so we're going to make sure that it's there for people who want to learn more about it and have pictures. Of course, I've got your build sheet you sent me. Yeah. So I'll put the build sheet up there as well. And what I can say is you could not begin to build this bike for what he's selling it for. And this is with an 836 kit, a cam, a built running bike with a front end on it already. Mm-hmm. And it's not a front end on it that looks like you just stole it off your brother's um, R6. This is a period correct front end that's going to give you a lot better handling without looking, you know. Yeah. Like 836 kits, I mean, those are only used on eBay pretty much at this point. Yeah. And that's not installed on your exactly. bike. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, how many hours of time is that? Right. right. It's right. a very cool build, and it's a it's a running motorcycle. That's as right. we like to say around here, it's a running real motorcycle for less than a Chinese scooter. And that's saying a lot. So very cool. We hope some podcast listener wants to take, or somebody's out there looking for We've had a number of people, and it's always a timing issue, where I've had people come to the shop and be like, hey, I'm looking for a CB750F. And I'm like, well, I've got a couple of K projects in my warehouse. No, it's got to be an F. Yeah. And so here's the bike. So, and like I said, it's more, I'm not trying to sell. I'm right. Oprah interviewing for the next I love that idea. The next so curator. It's an adoption. Exactly. It's being yes. rehomed. Yeah, it's, yep. a, it's an adoption. Yeah, right. And I really dig that, too. I think that's really badass. Um, so super cool. And it's that right era, man. I love, the, I love that mid-70s bike. It's a perfect example of that mid, perfect mid-70s oh, that bike. That killer. Yeah, the, the you, you know that burgundy. Yeah, the burgundy oh, one we had. The Kirker pipe. It? Yeah, that was that's, a Kirker. It's Kirker yeah, header. That's a Kirker um, header. Um, yeah, it's oh. a Kirker header. Yeah. Unfortunately, the rest of the Kirker ate it when it slid down the road. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. So that's a shortened uh, dual overhead cam right mm. side yeah. muffler that I just gutted and opened up. Right. So it's pretty much open, but yeah. not exactly. I toned oh. it down just a little oh, bit. Yeah, it's Sweet. a it's a really cool bike. I, I super duper dig it. There's there's absolutely nothing about this that doesn't scream proper seventies oh, yeah. bike. I like that the really engine cool. mods are all period correct. That's really yep. cool. There's there's history there. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. it came that way and it had the old Avon racing straight tire on the front and the master. It was a straight <laughs> squared off old Avon from just doing burnout and burnout after just ripping down wow. mile and quarter mile. Yeah. That's it's, what it used to be. That and that's when you buy a bike like that. Yeah. Yeah. We bought a couple that way where we'd like, wow, those are the original tires. What's way left back of when them? I had yeah. a chance of buying a, a CB seven 
50 drag bike out of a guy you know and i went with my dad this was i was young yeah and he looked at that and he i knew there was no way i'm like oh i think i can better <laughs> but it was hardtailed and everything you know it, oh really it, it was a quarter just, mile bike but yeah. it probably just had struts but it was like yeah mm, it looked good i mean while your dad's like there's no way yeah, fucking no, hell. that's not happening. yeah that ain't gonna happen and then my second crack at a i was gonna buy a cb 750 f yeah or I had a choice. I had I had six hundred dollars saved up. It was well, you can buy the motorcycle, or you can go to Germany with the exchange. Oh, really? And I wow. cho- and I was like, well, my girlfriend's going. I kind of have to. You got to go to Germany, man. And I just because if you so, want her to stay being your girlfriend, you don't let her go to ger- Germany unaccompanied. <laughs> I, I anyway, when I saw her at our thirtieth reunion, I'm like, I should have bought the motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> oh. Man, okay. let her get up on that bratwurst and yeah. But I did give her this. She, she was, I was, she was, uh, oh, something was going back and forth. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing really well. But, uh, I'm like, yeah, you made me everything I am today. And she oh. said, thank you. I've waited 30 years to hear that. Oh, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Ouch, man. Not bitter, not at all. Totally not bitter. Yeah. The uh, this is the weird thing about motorcycles and joking about the buddies and the pals you make when you're riding motorcycles and the goofy people you meet along the way is podcasts and shit. Social media just makes a bigger, a bigger fucking net is what it does. And you just realize you're somewhere and somebody goes, Hey, yeah, you were talking about that thing. And you're like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And they're like, well, you guys, you talked about that. And I realized, Oh, they just got episode 148 or something. And you're like, yeah, we talked about that three and a half years ago. You know, that was a hot topic back then. We've moved on to more important things now. <laughs> so, you know, we're working with electrons, and it's uh, things getting weird around here. But it is weird when you do have that podcast family out there, and you realize that they know more about you than your real family does. Yeah, and that's that's the fun thing about kind of motorcycling. Used to be the thing where you just kill or murder to get around your nine or ten motorcycle guy buddies that you get to see three times a year. And now we got motorcycle buddies that are literally in other countries that if we get to see them once a year, that's spectacular. Holy shit. That's the greatest thing. If you can just touch base with them. So it's kind of cool. I, I dig that. And it's fun when we get to go to races or get to go to big, you know, big swap meets or big things like the AMX bow or something. You get to meet your, you know, see your friends again. You haven't seen in a long time. It adds a whole element to the events. Like, it does. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not only are you going for the event, but you know you're going to meet some people, have a really good time, and it's like the interaction is well worth it. Oh, hell yeah. It's, I mean, there is that weird thing. We, I was going to joke earlier about who rode to the podcast, right? <laughs> but this morning, um, it was colder than fuck, and, and everything that fell out of the sky that wasn't really a big deal it all turned into the hardest ice on the planet. Yep. And There's I was just pushing bikes around today and almost lost one. On, we only got about three inches of snow, but it all turned into three inches of hard pack ice when it dropped to 18 degrees. Well, that, it was there last night, so if you ever want to feel really fat, my wife's car was out. I was taking the trash out last night, and well, I, I kind of tripped and leaned against her car, and I moved the whole back of it. Because Put the fuck <laughs> out of here, really? Jesus, tires, car was on ice? Her tires yeah. are so bald, yeah. and they were sitting on ice that it actually slid sideways. You behemoth. Oh, so, you're a monster. That's I, hilarious. I gave her... We, we, we rated the savings account, and she's yeah. getting tires tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 You do know you can use my tire rack count any, anytime you need. We'll have them shipped here in like two days. The, uh, yeah, and I did that the other day, too. We fluid filmed all the four-wheel vehicles, right? So we fluid filmed like seven cars. And that's a factory operation between Renee and I. We got the lift going. We get the music going. We get the, my 55-gallon uh, bum stove going. 
and we're spraying like madmen. And every year you get a little smarter, and every year you're willing to spend a little more money to make the job easier than it was last year. And so for the past four or five years, I've been using a conventional sprayer and a normal air compressor to push fluid film, which is basically what happens when you squeeze a sheep. And, <laughs> and it goes on. It's lanolin. Oh, and it smells like it, too. It does. It makes oh, your cars God. smell really weird for like five yes. days. And, yes. But the good news is it can't rust, right? Like when you fluid filled some, when you fluid film something, that's a commitment you're making. Because trying to get fluid film off of something is not fucking easy including a human. So when you've done fluid filming, I used to put on like the mask and the hood and the eye protection and all the gear, like a Tyvek suit basically, or boots I never wanted to wear again. And I'd put all this shit on, buy my fluid film, and it's about 150 bucks for five gallons, pump it through a sprayer, put the car up in the air. Like in the old days, I used to lay under the car, but then I bought a lift, so that added to the fluid film budget. And then I spray like a madman, and with all that shit, you still end up tasting sheep. Like the inside <laughs> of your mouth is oiled and you can't get away from it. So now this year, I was just like, fuck it. I fluid filmed in a t-shirt. I'm just like in it. I'm just going to earn it. Wow. It'll be waterproof for yep, a while. <laughs> exactly. So after doing seven cars, it took about eight and a half hours and we got the system down. I went and bought an actual 3000 PSI airless sprayer. No. No more air compressor. I bought a proper dip it in the bucket, you know, super powerful airless sprayer really? with the right tip and 75 feet of hose, like real deal. So I went and bought all this shit and now it makes spraying fluid film with the old system look like an like I like I was an <laughs> idiot because now it's like I get perfect. I mean, it's it's going right where I want it to go and I'm not spraying my floor. It's a power washer with it's amazing. So, so this is a, a handheld gun with a hose that yeah. goes into the... It yeah. doesn't have a, a, a reservoir. It doesn't have a cup. Gotcha. It's literally... Gotcha. I never have to refill the cup. Nice. So I'm just always spraying and it's saving me tons of time. Sprayer. Right. The Wagner... That's how we started this whole adventure was laying on my back. How we started doing fluid film, not joking, is when we were at the Lakewood shop, I would pull the cars up or the trucks up so that one set of tires, the right tires, were on the curb. So the right tires would be up on the curb, giving me like a 9 or 10 inch advantage. And then I would lie on cardboard straight on the cobblestone road and get my Wagner power painter with a 90 degree noodle I made so that it could spray up even though the cup was horizontal, right? You, you or, mean well, spew up. I would spew up and it was a mess. And a, there's nothing louder in the world than a Wagner power painter six <laughs> inches from your face. Annoying. <laughs> Annoying. Yeah, it is. Oh, and you, you just made the sound. Yeah. It is the only thing that is louder than a Harbor Freight generator. Like, <laughs> wow. uh, that, is, that is the second loudest sound on the planet is your neighbor's Harbor Freight generator uh, at the quiet time campsite. But yeah, so that was how we started that mission. And then Getting we started buying upgrade. better gear, right? Yeah, so you always, as you get older, you get better shit. And so now when we spray it, like an airless sprayer is very quiet. So like every 10 seconds of spraying, you just hear this little sound from the corner of the garage go, and you're like, oh, luxury. That's it? That's it, man, because it's an airless. It's just, it's, it's a super tiny piston with a lot of electricity behind it, pushing at like 2,000, 3,000 PSI. Fantastic. I mean, this wow. is how painters have painted for years is airless. Yeah. Right? Well, I thought you had a yeah. good setup uh, last time when you bought that kind of fancy gun. I did. With all I the bought fancy a, I bought tips a, and all that. 
I bought a very fancy fluid film shooting gun for, you know, wool, wax wool or, you know, what the British call it. I bought right, the right. British gun. Well, Renee now has that with the dentist pick on the end of it, yeah. like the aqua pick. So she can hit all the areas that my massive um, thermonuclear answer doesn't hit. <laughs> she can do like in the notches for the door panels and all the buttons where they put the undercoat, you know, little plastic buttons you can get to yeah. all the stuff. Awesome. And we do it and she does the she does those things. We call that the sniffer. So she's got the little sniffer. And then I've got the gun, the, the heavy hitter. And we can knock a car out in like about 40 minutes. Yeah. Front to back, top to bottom, inside the doors, the whole deal. And it's so much fun. But then at the end of the night, I'm just beat. You know, I've been mm-hmm. crawling under cars, lift, you know, doing all, I mean, honestly, the lift's doing all the work. But uh, at the end of the night, I jumped in the shower and water didn't stick to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I weird, man. Beat it up. Oh, yeah. You're a duck. It took me about three layers of soaping oh, to get the water to finally break through the, uh, the, <laughs> the sheep-like coating. Yeah, Don is really. I I really like. It works I, for ducks, right? It yeah. works really well as a degreaser, like yeah. washing your hands and stuff. Something a little less, more mild than using you know Gojo and stuff that really dries your hands out. Right. That's our dish soap. Is I'm like Peggy. I always want Don because it's great mm-hmm. for me washing my hands. Yeah, it's, it's true. Don and some leftover coffee grounds. Well, the, okay. Yeah. Oh, and Don, like if you ever have poison ivy, or you think you're in poison ivy. Don Don dish detergents, the stuff that'll actually take it off. Cuts the, the oil that causes the yeah. mutations. Yep. Well, the or best. if you take a tablespoon of it, it'll get it from the inside out. Okay. What? <laughs> 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 maniac. And you'll shit bubbles. Are you are you actually suggesting no, no, I okay. a good deep cleaning? <laughs> Please start. don't do Again, that. Again, we our podcast is is kind of ventured into this like we have this weird yeah. cultish following that if we did say that you did take t- a tablespoon <laughs> of Don internally, well, somebody would fucking soap. try to no, do no, it. No, no, the, right? the thing yeah. to do there is the, the best way if you get it internally is you just drink a little container of Visine. Yes. And that'll oh, make you, that'll Visine. clear your rate yeah. up. Yep. That will take care of it. We, have to, we used to put Visine. That'll yeah. clean your rate out. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, if you have somebody at your job you don't like, I recommend Visine. Little Visine in their coffee. They'll never know it's there, but you'll also never see them again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but little, be. little is the important part because right. more than little could end you with um, um, being charged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you saying, Brennan? I was going to say that the tech tip I found with an uh, old diesel mechanic that I know. Yeah. Um, anytime he knows he's going to just get covered in it and yeah. he ain't got a glo- pair of gloves. Right. Throw a little like hand moisturizer on. Oh, just some real like. Pre-treat like a, it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And then when you hit it. It's That's a great idea. Well, it really I, is. I was always trying to think of like the product, like the liquid glove, like almost right. Elmer's glue. Yeah. A little bit on your hands, go like this. Mm-hmm. Gets a little covering on there. You can do whatever you want, and that doesn't rip a hole in it or anything. My grandfather mm-hmm. was uh, evangelical about DNL hand cleaner, which is just a, a gelatin-based petroleum product. Yep. And it's just white, and you know we had a special thing on the wall that had a little crank, and you'd put a can of DNL, like like a cardboard can of DNL, on there, and you'd flip it up, and you'd crank this thing, and a little DNL cleaner would come out of it. It's kind of fancy, you know, kind of cool. cool. It was neat. Cool. It was like some a dispenser. You know, dispenser, right? Um, even they they get you coming and going in the '60s too, so it wasn't just about you know the foaming hand soap that we have now today. Less I miss or more the old powdered soaps. Yep. Powder soaps were awesome for cleaning all the grease because off it's them. a cleaner, yeah. it's an abrasive, and it's also a cleaner. Varexo, that's what they yeah. they hit the thing. And Grandpa used to be like, "Well, just you know, if you're worried about getting all greasy and grimy, and I'm gonna, you know, he's gonna have me crawling through the oil pan to find whatever thing he dropped in there." And my dad, same way, they'd say, "You know, put the DNL cleaner on your hands first. Well, the thing is, again, there's no lube on the planet that's as good as DNL cleaner. So you can't hang on to nothing. I mean, it's a greased pig. Everything's a greased pig once you have DNL cleaner on your hands. 
So it's it's kind of I think they did that mostly just to watch me chase small nuts and bolts around <laughs> as a kid. Hey, hey, watch this. Watch, watch this. this would be great. Really yeah, you're a really big kid. <laughs> and of course, my grandfather had a cancer disease, so dumbass. it was like, and eh, watch this, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Unfortunately, no. you're talking about fluid film. One of the tech tips I took away from all you guys talking is yeah. I was, yeah, you know, I'm always in the vein of like, what can I do for the cheapest, the fastest, yeah. and everything mm-hmm. like that. Especially when it comes to all my cars that are usually my daily beaters and everything like that. I now save all my motor oil after you guys talked about it. I'm under the car yeah. about this time of year with yeah. a chip brush that I've stolen from work, just paint the goddamn yeah. underside, and I'm the same way. I come it, out and I'm just like, well, these are all burn rags now. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, and bring the next yeah. one. And those are yeah, next level is change your diff fluid and then use that. Use that too. That's yep. sticky as shit. Oh, God. Oh, it doesn't go anywhere. Nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it smells way worse than. <laughs> I recently acquired F350. Is my new. Land yacht, I have to coat. Oh I man, do. I have to change the gas uh, or diesel. Uh, gas, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, nine smiles per mile, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, well, that's if I'm going downhill with a fucking tail. <laughs> oh man, so I took I took uh, my gas out of my super T and the other stuff because I'm gonna get some non ethanol gas right. and stuff, yeah. and I was putting it in my truck, and everything went swimmingly until the truck gas tank burped and shot gas all over me, right? Oh. So, like, I walk in the house, and my wife instantly, like, you know, what, no, right, go outside. So I'm out. It's like 14 degrees. I'm taking all my clothes off outside, waving at the neighbors. And um, I came back. Good times. And I didn't realize that it was on my hat. So somehow my hat got into the laundry. Oh, yeah. She threw it into right. the thing. So oh, just, no. if you have gas on an item and you try to wash it with yeah. other items, yeah. you are everything you, you own. You have gas. Yeah. That's everything. what the laundromat's for. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. That's a- true actually, right a quick there, yeah. side here. Uh, what is a good way to get gas smell off your hands? Because no amount of soap. So the rule when I was a kid was... One, if it's fish or gas smell in your hands, if you've gone fishing, you're yeah, gonna, no, I'm, you know, I'm just curious you know, if there's like there. a rhyme that goes with this. No, no, but no. <laughs> um, it was it, it just was never use hot water. Always use ice cold water for some reason. So okay. my grandfather and my dad both were like, if you've got something super smelly on your hands, obviously soap and everything else, but don't you dare use hot water because somehow that like locks the scent. I think, in. I think hot water opens up your pores, yeah. like so the range when they right. Yeah, yeah, let yeah. off. Mm-hmm. So anyway, exactly. Yeah. The uh, we so tonight have, so you can uh, podcast listeners can get this in smell vision. Uh, what <laughs> what we have here in the shop is we there was this odor of like varnished out old as fuck gas when we came. We've been in the shop a couple of days now, and I haven't been able to find the source of this old as fuck varnished out, and it's a very distinctive smell. And we kind of, I asked the guys, I was like, somebody use your fucking si- your sniffer to find, because mine's shot. I mean, I've done t- terrible things to my nose over the years. And it's, yeah, there's it's just doing, doing rails a schnorf and schneef off of anything that would fucking sit still. I hate right? that. The problem is when you soak up all the glitter off the stripper, it really plays hell on your fucking sinuses. I hate it. I just love the way it smells. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It just soak one time for about 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, and it's this fucking 1959 Lambretta. So this 59 Lambretta we've got in the room with us, I have not put fresh gas in that bike in at least five years. Yet every year I ride it at least like 20 miles, right? Tops. Back and forth to work or something like that. And because it's a 1959 Lambretta, it will digest virtually anything. It's a two-stroke, right? But somebody, at some point, had turned the fucking fuel tap on it. And like most, you know, fuel taps from a previous century, um, it piddled. 
And so, yeah. It, oh, wait till you don't try to kick it over. It's probably wet something. <laughs> oh, no. This thing is going to spew, spew it out the tailpipe. Yeah. I'm going to take it outside, drain everything out of it, fire it up, even probably on starting fluid, just to purge whatever's in it, and then put some 89 in. Or actually, it's wintertime. I'll just fog the shit out of it and leave it sit the way it is, just so there's not gas sitting in there chewing up all my seals. But yeah, five years it's been sitting. I can I it's can a almost two guarantee it's five itself. years. Just start it up. That's true. <laughs> it's a two-stroke. It is a fog It's machine. a bugging <laughs> machine. the exhaust pipe back into the gas tank. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I've never personally tried it because yeah. it's never been that big of a hit, but vinegar is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I've seen guys like when you're repairing a gas tank. Yeah. That you do your you clean the shit out of it and then they wipe it down with vinegar. Interesting. That that actually all like on metals and stuff yeah. opens the pores and see and and so that and oh. I know with fish they say lemon. Oh yeah, so yes. it might work. The do you same know why? Because yeah. it makes for a really good appetizer. Yeah, you want yeah. to eat your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I was rebuilding the KE uh, K100. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the tank was it sounded solid, but the the inside of it was just bubbled up. Oh, yeah. And God bless my wife, not only has been the rock that has got me through everything that <laughs> yeah. I did, but has put up with so much shit. I rebuilt this KE100 in our first house together, and I did not have a garage. Same place I rebuilt mm-hmm. my three-wheeler. Uh, well, the first 350X that I actually got street legalized. Yeah, I'll show you guys pictures of that later. It was beautiful. But uh, I rebuilt these in the mudroom, uh, where I had about seven inches between the back door and the three-wheeler or my k100 holy shit but oh the inside of the tank had just that real thick scaly surface rust and everything on it and i was like shit i gotta get this out of here and you were talking about the vinegar yeah found it on youtube go to the dollar store Mm -hmm. uh pick up a bag of the aquarium rocks okay Mm -hmm. pour them in apple cider vinegar fill that tank about halfway up tape all the ports closed wrap that up uh, tape all the ports closed, stick that inside of a, a garbage bag, Yep. wrap up the garbage bag, Okay. get your biggest blanket, Okay. St- wrap your blanket up, stick it, into the, stick it into the dryer, uh, no yeah. heat, <laughs> let that tumble for about three or four hours. Yeah. It looked like somebody had wow. just had literally went in and popped oh, inside awesome. of that tank. That is and awesome. Then hit it with oil. It cleaned everything oh, right up. I, I, I did it on the off shot. I was like, okay, best tank I can find on eBay has right. a giant dent in it. And it was $125. Right. And I was like, I can't find a plastic Meyer tank for this. I was like, Holy I'll give it the old shit. $4 gung-ho try. And sure, oh, shit, it cleaned it right up. That's so cool. <laughs> shit. I, I did it all. And my wife, like, seen as I'm sliding this, you know, churducken of gas tank blanket garbage bag into the dryer. She's like, what? And I was just like, I it's love you. Tumbler. She's like, if that smells, you're cleaning everything. I'm and I'm like, we're good. Be we're good. And it's vinegar, so even if it does smell, it's just fucking vinegar. When you pulled uh, it, it out, did you run it vinegar. through the dishwasher then? Yeah. Just to get the... <laughs> she draws the line at Wait, some point. Let's, let's, find, let's find some appliances we haven't used yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean. yeah. That is awesome. Wow, That's a GR. Nice little tip there, too. Oh, yeah. It's about, yeah, I let it run for about an hour and a half and then cleaned everything out and Holy then two-stroke shit. oiled the inside of the gas tank, and it was it was pristine on the inside. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I'm, like I, a, I'm still... Sh- I mean, fuck, man. A nice little Rubbermaid container. You could... That's a service. That's That's a service for Cleveland. I mean, if you're picking it up on the side of the road, nine times out of ten, if you're getting a side of the road dryer, the heating element's out. It's still still rolling, so you you just got a parts washer. Right. It's a giant tumbler is all it is. It's a giant fucking tumbler. It's a built-in homemade rock I would have never, because, well, and I would have never wrapped something as good in blankets as that, because I'm like, oh, fuck. Because, I mean, I've done all kinds of stuff 
with the washer, like the dishwasher. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the dishwasher is a very, very cool parts cleaner. Like oh, yeah. yeah. It's if you've if you've got a gun that needs to be cleaned, like FBI level of cleaning. Um, like evidence locker level of cleaning. Dishwasher's amazing. Better yeah. than the way we yeah. found guns. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, I, my father used to own a construction business. I started working with him when I was yeah. 12, and a uh, woman's second husband was brought home and found uh, to be immobile, so they brought him home in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. We needed to widen all the doorways. Oh. Well, we started widening the doorways, and a sawed-off 12-gauge fell out of the wall. Oh. <laughs> uh, we, me and my father both kind of and her husband was yeah. like she was like oh, I forgot about that my first husband came home in a frantic punched a hole in the wall dumped the gun in the wall oh my plastered God. over plastered it plastered over it she had forgotten about it 30x some odd years later we wow. murdered somebody right How the <laughs> that's the only reason you bury that. a gun in a wall right you never forget about and that and good for her for getting about it good I for clean- her I cleaned yeah. it up, made it a that's pistol a grip, and that's how I got the K100. I traded it off to a friend. Oh, really? What do you want? How was that? Yeah. It that, worked well. The gun for motorcycle deal never gets old. No. Like, those are always hilarious deals. I've done... Shh, we're not allowed to talk about guns. We talked about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our podcast... Our, our, you know what? Our new and improved podcast that sounds so much better. They might tolerate the gun mm, talk a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I traded a, a really horrible, like, Harrington Richardson 20-gauge break-open shotgun, tiger stripe, you know, blue gel on the side. And it was in great condition it was like a brand new gun but i had a guy that one time was get was trading me a kawasaki h1 with an h2 motor in it and it was a project yeah. you know but we started talking about all the things that he could have that weren't cash and he was like well i'm you know i'm, I'm looking for a shotgun and i just i was like well let me start looking and see what shitty shotguns i have because what can i what do i want to part with is what it turned into and yeah sure as hell he was happy as hell and i was like Cool. I mean, anytime it's not cash, that's great. So yeah. he was he was thrilled, and I got rid of a gun I wasn't using and sure. didn't care to. So yeah, it's a great thing. It's that that commerce of the the trading fodder. Um, but you got to be careful because Craigslist doesn't want to hear about that. Facebook yeah. Marketplace doesn't want to hear about that. <laughs> right. Like I said, long range remote hole punch, or would they say gunpowder? Yeah, they, chemical they have, powered. That's one of my favorite yeah. things though on on Craigslist. Is seeing all the different like we'll trade for pew 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 pew, pew. or we'll trade for loud <laughs> right, devices bangs, yeah, right, yeah exactly. whatever yeah and it is it, it is that funny I, and yet yeah I we, may I may or may not have traded a Polish P sixty four nine millimeter handgun right. for a Fiat eight fifty right <laughs> yeah. I did trade a I traded uh, a German made high capacity nine millimeter for a uh, that was a Alfa Romeo Spider. Yeah, and I think that he got the better end of the deal because I got the spider. <laughs> he got the more reliable yeah. end of the deal. Oh, he told me that gun is still a gun. That car is not still a car. Yeah. So like that—that's the win. It's been returned back to. And Elvis. I did trade a Ford Aerostar van for a six hour one time. Hmm. Yeah, so that was the thing. Yeah, and again, I did good on that one because I didn't have to keep the van. That's uh, true. So. And then we shot the van with the gun. That was like a ceremonial <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a, yeah, it was like, yeah. you know, it just felt like the right thing to do in the trade. Right. It was like, you know, you got a van, I got a gun, we should shoot the van with a gun. You know those fake little bullet hole stickers? Yeah. Fuck that. No, no, we did real ones. Yeah. <laughs> we, there's just, there, there's a heater in the back of a Ford Aerostar, like the fancy XLT ones. So there's a whole heater core in the back of it for the backseat passengers. So we had to start thinking about follow through with the 10 millimeter, like not putting holes where that you didn't want to have holes. So we're like, okay, you can shoot anywhere from here to here and here to here, but not here. Exclusion zone. Right. We had an exclusionary zone because that would be a really expensive repair. Please tell me it didn't ricochet and hit. 
No, it went fuck. It's a ten millimeter. It went straight through the four okay. arrow star. Punched like, holes right. Through yeah, it. there was nothing happening in between there. It might as well have been a fucking depleted uranium penetrator. It went uh, through that thing like punk, yeah. punk. <laughs> yeah, there's no resistance to that whatsoever. So yeah, not bad. So uh, what I wanted to talk about. So last week was ICMA, right? So yes. ICMA, it's a thing. And uh, so what happens is every year since about 1914. Um, ICMA has happened in Milan. And uh, what ICMA is, is it's, it makes the AIM Expo it look like nothing. It makes it look like a poorly attended party. It makes the International Motorcycle Show look like a, a weak cash grab. So um, the, the name for it, the ICMA is actually, uh, of course, it's uh, an acronym for Esposizione or Exposizione, Internazionale Ciclo, Motociclo e Accessori. So it's the exposition, the international exposition of bikes, motorbikes, and accessories. And it's been happening since 1914. That's cool. And the grounds that it's on is in this uh, suburb of Milan called Rho. It's like an industrial area outside of Milan. And it's massive. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's like, 12 buildings and each building is like an airplane hangar. So yeah. And it's, it's massive and not joking when they say it's over 1200 brands. It's not just like, Oh, you know, there's Kawasaki's over there. Yamaha's over there. There's some really cool shit. And, um, this show goes on for five days. Now the first two days is media and dealers and stuff only it's limited access. And then the last three days are open to the general public. And this is the show this is like the Tokyo Auto Show for motorcycles. This is where all the new shit's going to happen. And, and every company that builds and sells motorcycles is going to be at the ICMA show. And it's been a big deal. So um, we ran into, we made a friend a couple, a couple of years ago when we went to Italy, um, courtesy of Piaggio, while we were touring the Motoguzzi factory. Prezzi, this guy that toured us to the Motoguzzi factory, said, oh, while you're here, you've got to go over to Agostini. And I was like, well, yeah, we do. But how far away is Agostini? And he goes, oh, it's that building over there. <laughs> and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Because we've been buying Agostini exhaust for a little while. And we were really interested to meet the people that made them. We didn't know that the Agostini shop was almost in the shadow of the Motoguzzi factory. So I had been ordering Agostini exhaust for quite a while. And the guy that I had always dealt with was this guy, Stefano. And uh, Say his last name. Spazzadecci. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Stefano was always super cool to me. And even when we had problems with some of the bikes or problems with fitment of the bikes, you know, the exhaust, sometimes it was our fault. Sometimes it was their fault. Some fitment required. Some fitment required. And these are all um, human built. These aren't robot built exhaust systems. And they're not built in China. They're built in Italy. So we really like them. I like the tone of them. I like the sound of the Agostinis. I thought they were cool. So while we were in Italy, we stopped by Agostini and we got to hang out with uh you know, Stefano, and he was just, he, dude's fantastic. And so just a real He looks resource. like he's swimming in women. He, he's one of those guys, yeah. He's Look at, that, dude. Yeah, look at his little profile, his little picture. Yeah. Arms crossed, looking very serious. He's, a, he's one of those guys, he's just like, wow, man, you're just, you're just, yeah, smoldering. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. he's not having He's an trouble. Italian dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, super nice guy, and he's always been, but, you know, Agostini, uh, 
so Milan and Eichmann is a big thing for Agostini because they provide exhaust systems for, you know, Kajivas, Motoguzzi's, all kinds of Italian motorcycles. So um, I talked to him. I'd said, man, I said, I would really like to know, as an Italian person, as a person who works in the industry, what you find to be the most interesting motorcycles in Eichma, at Eichma. So uh, what we've done is we've compiled a little list of some of the favorites. And the first one I got to tell you is the, it wins the name award because it's the Honda CBR 1000 RRR. It's the pirate bike. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous, man. Well, uh, you, have to, you have to be very careful with how you say it, though, because there's a space between the RR and the R. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you have R- the stutter. R- are the right. R's redundant? I thought the RR was for the race part, race ready. Or? This, well, RR has always been race replica. This race one doesn't replica. go to 11. It goes to three R's. Yeah, it does go to three <laughs> R's. So, yeah, historically in the, in the Honda nomenclature, a R has always been like a, a race. Race ready? Right. RR has always been race ready, right? A race replica. Okay. And then them throwing the R on the end of this is just fucking hilarious. Ridiculous. Right. And, and it is ridiculous. Ridiculous. So it is really? three ridiculous. Uh, I like race that. Replica, ridiculous. Really. Yeah. Really, really race replica. <laughs> and um, I like to say I'm busier than a three dick dog. Yeah. And for the people who can't watch our, um, our video prompts or our, our pictures, uh, while they're driving their cars at 100 miles per hour, we totally dig that. So what we're doing is we're now putting a little PowerPoint presentation on our Facebook, uh, our Facebook Cleveland Moto podcast page, so anybody can click on that and see these pictures. So they, you know, if you're if you're listening to this, don't freak out. You're not going to, you know, like, I can't see the pictures. No, you'll see the same thing that we're using. Stop what you're doing in your garage. Go inside on the computer and follow along with us. And follow the link. Exactly. Show the old turn the page books where it makes the noise when you're ready to go yeah. to the next slide. That way we know <laughs> to look up and move along. Parts unlimited catalog. When you're scrolling through it on the PDF, oh, it makes favorite. the noise. <laughs> wow. It does. It literally makes that. It's funny. I would not want to own it, but right. I'd love to have like a, a, a rip on it. I'm seeing 214 horsepower. I was going to say that thing has more horsepower than two. Civics or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like five or ten minutes, and that would probably be enough. I have zero desire to own but, that. But or do you notice that these anything. new bikes have lost their meatiness? Like they, it looks, it looks like a three fifty or something. Right, it, it does. does. Very svelte. It does, yeah. and it's four hundred and forty three pounds for a thousand cc's. Now funny. the reason that uh, the reason that I think this is particularly fun and interesting is we all remember for the past you know ten years the RC two eleven V. Mm-hmm. which has always been the actual real GP bike, right? The proper GP bike. And the reason it got its name is it was 211 horsepowers, right? And that was a bike that was an actual team bike that your name had to be Valentino Rossi in order to have the privilege of riding, right? And what's happened is over a very short period of time, now that bike is available at dealerships. So this bike is not race team guys only. There's going to be one of these at every Honda dealership. So you can buy it. It's got turn signals. It's got taillights. Go ahead. So you mentioned you can buy it. So I'm looking at the MSRP, and then what is the H2R? So here's what I use. So what I wanted to show as a a bit of a reference is remember that everyone likes to say that there's the H2. And there's the H2, but there's also the H2R. Mm -hmm. And the H2 is a street-legal motorcycle we can buy and ride. Very fast, ferocious. And it's not that expensive. But not faster than a zero. Exactly. But not faster <laughs> than a zero. Not quicker than a zero, at least. Now, the H2R is about $50,000. They have not launched the price of this bike yet. They haven't told anybody what the price of this is going to be yet. But to give you an idea, last time they did, they launched a CBR 1000 only 2Rs, an R squared, if you will, that's $19,000. 
So I can tell our listeners that this bike will be somewhere between $19,000 and $50,000. <laughs> That's a pretty um, good estimate. Right. Yeah. But it is a straight-up 214 horsepower. Take it on the racetrack bike. And you're going to have at your fingertips the same power, the same. And what's different about this bike and the race bike from 10 years ago is this bike has all the cornering ABS. It's got all the traction control. It's got the TFT. It's got all of the safety features that will keep you from murdering yourself that the race bike didn't have. And lights turn signals at a license plate Lights turn signals at a license plate holder. But still, I, I think it's yeah. cute that there's a passenger seat. And what I find oh, isn't that especially hilarious. Pad. I'd call that a pad. A pad. Oh, see, yeah, that's a, a, a <laughs> tissue folded up a couple times. But I find it extremely hilarious that the foot pegs for that are about 12 inches um, underneath where the butt would be. So you're either carrying on a midget or someone's like in... It does look like your passenger is going to have their head between their knees somehow. 100%, yes. Yep. Yeah, that is true. Those passenger pegs, those passenger pegs, if your date's not three foot tall, she's flexy. And, and yeah. the other best part about Cheers. these bikes is that you can, in the, in the U.S. here, you could have gotten your license yesterday and still walk into a shop and <laughs> walk out with a MotoGP 214 horsepower motorcycle. I've got 50 grand. Well, you don't have to have 50 grand, sir. You just need to have $1,100 a month <laughs> on our 48-month financing. Yeah. So that's a real thing, and that's a bike that, and you know what? I got to say. I do think that's worthy of talking about because very rarely does something that has that amount of fucking devastation trickle down into the hands of a potential consumer. And more importantly, in 10 years, we're going to be able to buy that shit. Just looking at it, I'm wondering if Honda and the rest of these, you know, the big four Mm -hmm. are trying to go the way that the bigger car companies have gone, like Porsche, BMW and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. This could be just a club racing bike right. that they're pushing out exactly. now as, as like the Porsche GTR club cars and right. stuff like that are coming right off the factory. It's like, yeah, we'll sell this to anybody as long as you've got enough money to buy it. Right. But where's it actually going to go? Well, that's, I think the yeah. price you know? is going to limit who's walking in and picking that up. I think Phil's, I think it's going to be at the higher end of that. Do you remember that the RC211V, when that bike came out, it was a quarter of a million dollars. Right. Wow. So when that bike came out at a quarter of a million dollars, that was race team fodder only. So 10 years later, or whatever. So there we are. And then think about this. Um, with MotoGP, you have uh, Mark Marquez right yeah. now with the current bike that I think is 240 or something mm-hmm. horsepower. Yeah. racetrack bike. And yeah. he has that thing pinned, and he's yelling at Honda saying that the bike's not fast enough for him and that he Jesus can't. Jesus Christ. He wants more. And some of the other riders that are chasing him on the Ducatis and stuff are the same way. Yeah. They're riding a superbike, which only 32 guys in the world can actually ride and not murder themselves, and they're complaining that none of the bikes are fast enough for what they need. That tells you your suspension, your brakes are way too good. Uh, yeah, I was thinking tires. I'm like, they yeah. got way too good at tires. Yeah, we need yeah. to give them shittier tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah they wow. need to they need to take a step down. I'm All right. much more concerned about the pivot point on that on that suspension. Oh yeah, I mean, how's that going to sell in Ohio when they're going to put an eight inch over <laughs> swing arm on that? Look at where the, look at where the how far down the plastics hang below it. They're going to bust those up the first You're, time they go. Yeah wheel up on it that's true you're gonna have a real hard time turning that into a stretch busa yeah yeah that's gonna that's gonna be a tough one. Oh, by the way at the auction in cincinnati the other oh. night or the other morning um was watching and two hayabusas went up one was i think a 2003 maybe and the other one was an 06 both of them were lightly wrecked um you know miscellaneous changed plastic and everything the one went for 1800 bucks and the one went for 2300 bucks 1800 bucks yeah, and both were running, and and this is like, you know, it's I in the auction notes it said you know it shows hundreds of pictures of the damage and everything else, and the one did say damaged frame, but that could literally be just a you know a, a nick or whatever in the frame, 
So Hayabusa's are getting to the point where they're going to be like a $2,300 buy it, ride it bike. Yeah, but they're all missing second gear. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And maybe third. Right, you might but need that's going to on that bike. That's going to open yeah. up a, a whole new category for all the uh, little Mini Coopers yep. and the MGs and oh, all yeah. that stuff oh, to yeah. have new motors. Motor farming. Yeah, yeah. that's true. For 2300 bucks, you get a motor that runs, right? Yeah. Um, so the next bike is the KTM 390 Adventure. Yeah. And this is kind of this is kind of a big deal. I mean, this is we know this is an Indian built bike, right? And we know that the K- the KTM 390 that we played with it there at the shop, it had a problem with uh Let's just say heat management, or we could just call it weight management. It didn't. It didn't manage John's weight very well. Whoa! Come on! What the fuck? Oh man! I that thing was overheating before I even got even. I don't even know if I rode it because it was overheating. It was Nick's fault. The fourth story I've heard about this. It yes. might have been my fault. So, of all the people that sit at our podcast table, it's Nick's fault. Nick's Maybe. the only person that could sit on the seat on the back of that Honda. All I know is yeah. I waited my turn. You went out on it, right. and I never got a chance to ride. That's true. I never went out. I thought you did. I thought it was you that. Oh, I did. Yeah. I went up. The, I went up the street, turned back. around, and brought it back. Right. I'm like, uh. yeah. You're like this motor. You guys were telling me it was overheating yeah. and everything. I'm like, okay, I'll take a real quick just to see what it's about. Motus expiratus. You guys yeah. had already fucked that thing before oh, I even man. got my hands on it. And what's weird is, despite I mean, now I, I will admit that five big guys in a row tried to wheelie it <sighs> in rapid succession uh-huh. on very flamboyant test rides. But apparently, once cooling down, it's been good for the past two years. So hmm. go figure. Um, so this uh, KTM 390 adventure. It just wasn't broken in. Exactly. Right. It, and that's what broke it in. <laughs> the cool thing about this is, one, I mean, it does look every bit of like a living, breathing KTM. It doesn't look fake. Um, unlike some other KTMs we've seen, it, it does appear to have an actual seat on it of sorts. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it is 350 pounds. The bike's priced five hundred or well six hundred bucks more than a Versys, and I've ridden the Versys three hundred, and it did. The Versys three hundred felt cheap to me. It did feel like it was built down to a low price point, and this thing has um, a four gallon tank. They say two hundred and forty nine miles, but it's got a fancy dashboard. It's got cornering ABS. That's pretty badass. But it gets my attention because it's got a slipper clutch. And that's a pretty, pretty decent amount of kit for a middleweight, you know, uh, a middleweight adventure bike. Did you say where it was made of? What is it made of? Made. Where is it made? It's India. India. Yeah, it's all the little baby KTMs, yeah. So as, as not my fault, but as like a bad leg recovering adventure person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is that guys are always asking for the small, all these guys are like, oh, if KTM made a, a smaller adventure bike, right. I'd buy it immediately. So KTM goes, hey, here's your nice, smaller adventure bike. And they're like, well, it's 305. It has to be 200 pounds. And they, they, nobody's ever Oh, so they're complaining it. that oh, it's 350 pounds. And they're not sure about the, 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 oh, well, they should have done it with the 490 because we know the 490 is coming because uh, we've seen that. It's like, you can't Never please. give an American what they ask for. They'll, mm. they'll respond by not this buying This is a it. conversation we had years ago about yeah. the four-door Corvette. The four-door Corvette. It's exactly it. Well, uh, I, I, I'd buy it today if it was a four-door Corvette. Right. And you're like, well, that protects you from spending any money. Because as long as your dream car is a four-door if it Corvette. it four doors, it's not a Corvette. That was the point. Like, that's the point is that everybody who comes into my shop all says, you know what, if this were the XYZ model, I'd buy it right now. And, and the thing yeah. is, is like for most adventure riding, it, even if you're doing the TAT or something like that, yeah. you have options to not go on the super hardcore stuff, which 
I don't care what people say, probably 95% of people don't take the hardcore, like, sure. let's climb the mountain route. Yeah. So as long as the, the back of this bike can carry some luggage and they have, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's, it's strong enough to support a decent amount of bags and stuff on the back, this is a really nice-sized bike to do yeah. a lot of traveling and touring and stuff. Well, I, I think so. Except I mean, it's got a hideous headlight setup, but it does. Right? no one Thank said God. that. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was the only one no. that, oh, no. that was thinking it. Atrocious. Yeah. And it's funny because you can see where the headlight wants to be. And this headlight is eight inches higher and eight inches more forward of where the headlight actually wants it, to be. It's missing. It looks like it, they took a fairing off and mm, they left does, the yeah. internals just hanging I'll out. I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. Is anybody a Lego nerd or have young boys at their house? Does anybody remember None the... None that i The... <laughs> For the record or... Um, <laughs> just us guys. Both my boys are really into Legos. Yeah. And... If you look at that, if you've ever seen the the Lego Bionicles, oh, yes. oh really? Yep. It literally looks like somebody ripped the damn head off of one of those and just stuck and was like, "Yeah, we're done. Let's go home for the weekend." Well, speaking That's of ripped the head off, I thought it looked like a praying mantis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, totally. It does. It is a bug eye. Yeah, it's a real buggy face. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's that's what that is, and I, I it has all the right stuff as far as I'm concerned. I aesthetically, I like the bike. I think that it's a good looking machine, and. I love Versys, and I do love me the shit out of some Versys. However, after riding the Versys, the small Versys, it does feel like it was built down to a price point. It, it feels chintzy, and um, this doesn't feel chintzy. All right, so the next I'm, one. I'm happy the sizes are coming down on bikes. Me too. Yeah. I think it's kind of refreshing. Um, the question I've is, been, will anybody buy them? Well, probably not, but because yeah. the ego thing in America and bigger is better and all that, but... Um, I've been looking at smaller displacement bikes. Yeah. Just gotta remember how fun it was on you know the scooters, T Dubs, CB two hundreds, even the six fifty that had the SV, which yeah. is on the big oh, yeah. side, but like right. lighter, smaller. Like y- you can't use these big bikes out here. But maybe like Cinch, Cinch has had plenty of big bikes. Maybe this is your second bike. Yeah. You've got your big bike mm-hmm. for taking big trips and everything. Like a but you buy that. Yeah. For taking here, there, you just want to throw it on the back of your truck for when you're camping or doing, you know what I mean, for light duty right. or tiddling around town. Right, because like most All adventure right, bikes, and like yeah. uh, people will argue the point in your face about this, but the reality of it, if you take, if you're not, if you take your ego and throw it away, 90% of adventure bikes, you're slabbing for 90%. You're going to get to a fire road. You're going to travel the fire road. There are, I'm not saying that there's not hardcore adventure dudes, but. I'm saying 90% of the people that own adventure bikes aren't those guys. So you yeah, do need I, the bigger stuff I to travel. I think you're right. And you know? I think that but when you at get least the 90% bikes. of the time owning a big ADV bike mm-hmm. is bolting the shit on it you bought on eBay. Um, because <laughs> that bike you sold me or the bike you traded me, yeah. you got like nine levels of shit. Like it's got, it's got where the Speedo should be is a mount to hold another Speedo. But on top of that's another mount to hold another Speedo. But they have their purposes. Yeah, they have their purposes to make a thing you can't see over. <laughs> so by the time you get to the thing you can see over, it's it's like you're standing in the back of a concert with a really tall guy in front of you. And yet I'm supposed to see damaging items in the road ahead of me. Well, it's a parody car bike. Right. You're supposed to be standing up on it the whole time. Right, right. going yeah, uh, 150 miles an hour where your point of focus is 300 meters out. Right. Not in the parking lot where your point of focus is the broken beer bottle. Hey, Lyndon Poskett can go 110 miles an hour through the desert on a bike like that with no problems. Right, so. get through the parking lot of my shop. The uh, so the Husqvarna, which I still speaking of small bikes. Speaking of small, exactly. <laughs> the Husqvarna 901. So the name of it, the Norden, again, you know, right. This is boner fuel. This is ADV boner fuel. Is I, all this bike is. I can't stand up right now. And it is completely. The Norden 901 is 
totally at this point it's kind of vaporware too because this is just a prototype it's a concept and it doesn't seem to be you know i'm gonna assume the 901 motor that's in there is like a, a big rotax right I, I mean, think, that would make sense, I think right? 90% of this bike is KTM. I think you're probably right. I mean, yeah. look at the, the fuel tanks on the side and yep. everything like that. That's that's the, the 790 KTM yeah. with a bit of a bore or stroke or yeah. something to make the motor bigger. Um, why does it need the yellow stripes? So the rims are all black, I thought and then they green. have spokes. Are you seeing yellow? it has acid green yellow stripes okay. on yeah. the rims. Is that to mark where the valve is so that you can no, quickly... No, it's Euro, dude. It's Euro, man. It's just because like they, all the all the all the supermoto guys always have their rims half red, half white. Okay, half right, but that's 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 not half. This yellow, one does half appear black. to be green stripes to indicate where the valve stems are, which then that does make some sense, Nick. I appreciate why, that. Why does being the, like, why does the Vespa over there have a little stripe on the front rim that says like "cool guy" or something? Because it's cool. Because <laughs> it's cool. Okay, it's to yeah. let you oh, know that it's it. look from the newest models of yeah. Chevys. Who have that, like, the, the, the red spokes stripe. like color shifting. Is it oh, black I, at the what, tip my, and then white at the bottom? Or? So my, I've, I used to have that problem, too, when I would read Cycle World magazine and I would look at all the spokes in the Cycle World magazine as, as a young person. It always looked as though there was color shifting going on in the spokes, and it's just this artifact of taking pictures of things that are spokes. They reflect the light different ways. But, yeah, it would be funny if there was, like, one black spoke, one stainless spoke, one black spoke, one stainless spoke. I just didn't know if it went hand-in-hand with the tire Well, and I also couldn't figure out why people put the pixie pixie sticks on their spokes. Because is this just, Uh, like, a throwback to being, like, a little kid again? Because every time I see an ADV bike now, it's got straws on the spokes. Hmm. Well, so, some of it actually, to be honest, like, I mean, yeah. this sounds Jake, but if you're traveling through a bunch of little sticks or something yeah. like that, sometimes it can help bounce it off and okay. keep something from, br- right. br- you know, breaking the spokes. It, it keeps the mud off your spokes. It well, seems to me like a lot of effort to pull every str- spoke out, pull a spoke out, slide a plastic straw oh, over it, no. and then install the They're spoke slit. again. They're, They're slit. slit. They yeah, they just slit. go on. Are they split? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. Well, I don't know. But I, I, I do. I would that. assume there's got more. There's no way I'm four taking spokes. I'm not that was doing a test it. to find out who's installed them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know you know. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. That's a sharp bike. That's so cool. it is. It is a beautiful bike. Big. And it, it is. And I do like. I do think it looks fucking cool. Interesting and, front fender. Right. Look at how well, it is a yeah. it is a real street front fender. It's down there and it doesn't have a schnabel. So it has a fender, but not. Oh yeah, it mounts back by the brake caliper. Weird. Right. Yeah, that's cool. The swing arm's nice, too. Yeah. The, looks like one solid billet that was milled. It sure does. It does. It looks like it's been, yeah, ball milled down. So it's pretty pretty neat. And I like how they said, you know what, KTM, you can have your Manus front end. We're sticking a round Baja round headlight on this Round goddamn Baja bitch. headlight. Yep. Right on, yeah, for real. Okay, one. next one. This is the bike that I fucking love. Oh, wow. Um, this has got, if you want to have a motorcycle show and you want to just have some shit at a motorcycle show, Bimoda has been gone for a little while. I don't know what happened to Bimoda. We don't know if it was a, a bunga bunga party gone wrong or what part of the Italian infrastructure failed and that Bimoda didn't survive. But as a young person growing up, Bimoda was reliable for bringing out true motorcycle fetishy shit every year. And it would usually have like a Suzuki motor stuffed into it. And there were, you know, Bimoda got their motors from different sources. But it was always true porn, and this one goes back to being true porn. It's a Tessie, so it brought back the old name. It's center hub steering, so I love it. well done by Moto. Way to bring that fucking bad Person idea back. Um, certainly not the fastest way to get around the racetrack, but certainly the way to get people's attention. This must be like cilantro. Exactly. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. I look at that bike. Yeah. 
This is a bag of angles. There's a lot of stuff going on. If these on. tires could have 30-degree angles in them, they would. Yeah. What's uh, the exhaust? They just took a trash can and put uh, it on the they, they did. It's and this is leftover DFL. The trash, <laughs> right, a, right. D, a leftover DFL OEM stock pipe or a Grizzo OEM stock pipe. That was a good call. Um, the, it's completely... I'm sure it's chock full of technology. So, well, here's some the, really sweet stuff. But. Here's the interesting thing. So that Bimoda, which has perpetually been on life support forever... Nobody's ever been able to say, like, where your next paycheck's coming from if you worked at Bimoda. Well, Kawasaki is now a part owner. Hmm. So, guess what motor's in this one? Well, the H2. H2 motor, exactly. Yeah. So, supercharged H2 motor. Oh, hence the name, Tessie H2. H2, exactly. Ah. So, it's the Bimoda Tessie H2. And this is a big... I mean, I think it's kind of cool because I do love when motorcycles are just... You just you look at a bike and you're like, fuck you, you can't build that. But this is where stuff like that Kawasaki or that Yamaha uh, GTS 1000 Omega frame came from. Like there was a lot of things that have been, fuck you, you're not going to build that motorcycles. Was that the Japanese market only Yamaha that had like the same front end? Yeah. Was, well, it wasn't Japanese market only. We did sell them here. Oh, did we? Yeah. 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 I, I nearly almost bought side. one. I feel like the yeah. Omega is a nicer looking bike than this, though. Well, I'd the, always wondered why you yeah. hadn't imported one yet. I yeah, assumed the, that was going to be on the fetish list that I, we needed to get I checked had, off. I did uh, have, I had bought one, and fortunately, I only ever owned it digitally. <laughs> so I had bought the bike on eBay. And then came to my fucking yeah, I was like rectally. <laughs> I came to this. I came to my senses before I went to pick it up. So I paid for it. I paid a deposit on it. I had been I'd been all excited because I was like, I, and I, you know what? The worst thing was it was that Oldsmobile color, and it was just, it was just a bad fucking decision any way you'd slice it. And I should not have bought it. And I told James I was like I was like James man, you're never gonna you're never gonna guess what I bought. I got, you know, I got a GTS uh, 1000 and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, no, no, I bought, I bought a fucking, I bought a goddamn Omega frame bike. And he goes, I, what are you talking about? I sent him a picture of it and he's like, you're, you're broken, dude. Like, like you're never happens every day though. Yeah, that's true. And it is one of those things that when I did this and I bought this bike, Usually he'll he'll give me a little bit of ribbing about it, but then he's like, "Yeah, okay, you make you know you tend to make money on these things." So sometimes it takes a little while for it to sink into right, him too, right? Oh, and so it's fuel injected. It's like you hear the song for the first time, but then after then he gets then he starts looking at it. He's like, "Oh yeah." That but do you think cool. after what twenty five years did they get that that swing arm or front swing arm right now? Because remember, like everybody said, the Yamaha was it didn't very work on stale. the Italjet dragster. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so this bike, this Yamaha GTS one thousand, you guys should all look up pictures of it because it's got this insane center hub front end and this chassis is the shape of the you know the omega symbol and you know that this was the one that i was purchased potentially purchasing wasn't this bright of a color red it was the oldsmobile burgundy color (laughs) and james is like you've taken leave of your fucking senses and you're you just spent thirty two hundred dollars to have five years of problems that's a pittance though for that bike well two hundred dollars $3,200. $3,200. I know. I know, right? So what had happened is after a lot of hemming and hawing, I spoke with the owner and I said, I'll tell you what, I will let you keep my deposit if you will let me escape from this contract. And we're all, and we remain friends. And he was like, fuck yeah, it's easiest, easiest 300 bucks I've ever made. And so we were able to part friends and I didn't have to buy a catalyzed exhaust, which by the way, there's a sticker on the back of it that says catalyzer. 
um, on mm. the back left hip of it, it says catalyzer. That was the biggest mistake you made yeah, of yeah. your life. You nope. could have had an Omega. I'm you so happy I didn't. I'm so thrilled I didn't buy that fucking bike. Because, again, the only people that want to talk to you about it are the most boring people on planet Earth. Would you look at that? <laughs> look at that. That's one of the Look at it. Look at it. My brother Dave had four of those. No, you should have got to just put it in the window and see who strolls oh, through. Let's imagine. <laughs> Works so good. <laughs> How much is the KZ in the window? Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like this bike, but yeah, if you had a KZ, I'd buy oh. it right now. Um, we <laughs> still get people thing. coming into the shop at least once a month. Hey, man, I was down here. You had a, you had a KZ in the window. You know, right where you got that green bike up there now? You had another green bike in there. So it was like with, with, with fire on it. No, dude, that wasn't us. No, that was the jewelry store next door. I sold that one for 900 bucks. Oh, yeah, exactly. There you go. (laughs) Fuck you, pal. Yeah, I sold it for 900 bucks to some black guy who was fucking your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, pal. Move along. And you know what? We'd never see from him. He'd be gone in a shot. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Make it hurt a little bit for him. Uh, so that's the uh, Bomoda Tessie Quit H2. Us with the, you keep flipping back and forth. Oh, okay. Wait a second. Oh, there it is. Oh. So now oh. this is a big deal. Okay, that's the wow. sound of everybody going, well, uh, I have to admit some things. Why the sad noises over there? Okay, well, because, well, because we've that's been... not what... No. That's okay. not it. That's not what they showed us. Okay, and that's because what we saw was a pre-production prototype. That's and now what we're seeing is an actual production BMW R18 that's forward slash ever. 12. They fucked it up. Forward slash 2. Yeah. Well, they had to what, put an airbox on it. What's so bad that you can't... I well, they put that Harley off. Davidson seat on. Right, I was going to say, uh, I put understand that Harley Davidson fender on. Airbox, it. What's so how bad? Did they, the tank, the wheels, the how front did they fairing, turn it into the, a Harley? Everything. They did somehow. Everything is bad with it. They somehow managed to take away the motorcycle I love and replace it with something that looks like it level. took a side trip to Milwaukee. Give it a year, they'll come out with the, <laughs> the one you want. No, <laughs> super commemorative, limited. They, magna- they magnetized it. They did magnetize it. No, no they they different told varieties me, of this. It, this looks like a new bike. The other one looked like they took it looked like a custom bike that was made from vintage parts. I know. They just knew and it was, it was beautiful and it was timeless. great. Yeah, I remember it. Timeless amazing. beauty. This Rubbish. to me looks exactly like the Honda, what was the Honda Chopper? The big the Fury. Yes, the it Fury. looks like it yeah. looks like the engineer that was in charge of the Fury project exactly. got shit canned, got really moved does. to BMW, <laughs> was still behind the curve and was like, I got exactly. We tried the Chopper <laughs> thing. We're gonna go the lowrider thing now. You guys are golden. Oh, exactly I was totally, what that fucking looks like to me. I was totally ready to buy that prototype. I won't I'm buy telling this. you that. I won't buy this. Yeah, that prototype was really. I was totally ready to buy the Corvette with four doors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Well, he yep. did get a Corvette with two doors, so that is I, I'm, the I'm, tank could have God. less creases in it. That would help. The fairing's got to go. The back fender's a little yeah. fat for the tire. Mm-hmm. See, what are no, those wheels? I see exhaust, what you're getting at, but like, it's still not a bad looking bike. It's a bad And give it a bike. year or two and they'll come out with some fancy pants edition, blackout, or like a polished <sighs> silver or something. They'll, it'll come. If they could just give us the bike that they told us they were going to give us, or even close to it, because, again, I mean, this is, that's what happened. And, and, and if you look at the, the pictures of the original R18, you know, the prototype bike. Mm, there wow. we go. That's fucking sexy. Right, that's the original bike in all of its you know beautiful black splendor, chrome drive shaft, spoke wheels, 
little, well, you know, white pinstriping. On I mean, that's right. that, white pinstriping. That know, has yeah. a heritage to BMW's old Bar-end bikes. Levers, when you look yeah. at that, you see like their older mm-hmm. 1950s, yes, 60s. Right. Right. It's a bikes. natural progression. It is a natural yeah. progression. That's exactly right. And I don't, and I don't think there's a single feature on that new bike that points to BMW's past. I, I totally no. agree. Other than the opposed piston. I was gonna say, uh, it's it's more like it's, it's a BM Davison. It, 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 it does. I mean, <laughs> and unless their plan, unless their plan was a straight up plan to be like, okay, we're going to show you the bike that you could build once you've bought the bike we've sold you. That's the painful part because it's like, really, the shape of the gas tank. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, it's not, it's not the same, and that's where, and I can't tell whether that shape of the gas tank problem is simply. Paint? I mean, is that paint? That's what it looks problems? like a little bit. Is it the same I think, tank? I think, I think the new tank is bigger. I think the old the the old photo is a, yeah. a smaller tank. Well, if they want to sell this bike, they're going to have to sell it by pieces. So you can buy the right. frame and motor, right. and then if you want the tank and stuff, you can buy it. Because otherwise, yeah. Ugh. yeah. Is there I think they're going to go the same direction that Harley went with it. And for the old timers, they're mm-hmm. going to slap an Arlen or an Arlen Nest signature mm-hmm. on the back of it right. for the old yeah. guys. And for the newer guys that are, you know, my age, 30s that are just coming into some money, Roland right. Sands is going to throw his fingers into it yes, and boom, is. it'll be sold off because yeah, that's exactly what it This is like a here. perfect opportunity for Roland Sands. I, I think you're totally right there. But to me, looking at the, the black bike, the prototype bike, the, the R18 slash 2 that we've been looking at for the past year, I, that bike hit me in all my feels. And then looking at this red version of the bike with the mag wheels, I'm really hoping that what they're doing for us is they're getting us used to an R18 slash two retro and an R18 slash two bobber. Mm-hmm. No, look like, at all the R90 model or R90, R90. T, R9, yeah, right. yeah. There's all kinds of versions Urban of R90s. And, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So they could very well be building two bikes here, and you know, so there's an R18 slash two. You know, street bob, I guess, Try for lack of a better thing. term. I know. So it's like, oh, it's a little bit of a ball buster. Um, it, it bothers me. So, yeah, that's that's the one that I'm just like, damn it, man. What was the price tag on it? It's still it's still undisclosed. Okay. Yeah, it's still not the kind of thing anybody's put a price tag it's on. It's a BMW. It'd be like two, 3000 bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> is that yeah. monthly installments? Or? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, that's, that's okay. truly. The exhaust on the black one is just beautiful compared to the red one. Yes, the I exhaust just, on the black one on it is gorgeous. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that's the whole deal, and you're exactly right. I think that this is like, this reminds me of the prototype Arlen Ness Honda Magna versus the production Harlan Ness no. Magna. No, I know. Yeah. No, yeah, you should have stopped. <laughs> BMW, back up. Just step away from the marketing department. Back up. Put down the Harley catalog and look at what you had a year ago and run with it. Because this is just, you know, looking at that seat angers me. You know, that little bullshit outlaw gunfighter seat that's on there. It's it just everything about this red bike certainly looks like I'm going to go down to the bar. And if I get in a fight, okay, so what? Whatever. You know, it's it's. It's a douchebaggy looking bike. That bike yeah. can go fuck itself. If you if you if you put <laughs> your finger, this, I'm glad that this turned out to be the perfect bike for this podcast. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you put your finger over the seat, it makes the bike look like 20 percent better. I'm oh, putting my finger over the entire screen, and you're right. <laughs> you're so right. Much yeah, that is a bike that does need a laparaectomy because that looks like a lapara seat That's in sad. every way, shape, I, and form, I and it's got to go. 
what kills it too? They picked a really cheap looking color to put on it. Yeah, the, and it is that 1987 Honda Magna Red. So I, yeah. they should have done a classier so color, sad. something yeah. more not that. Yeah, I don't dig it. Um, I'm just super not happy with it. But anyway, that's what the, and that's our wrap up from the Ike Show, I folks. I don't know it's what a... douche stuck his dick into this fucking. It, it's just one of those things that you're like, man, how can something go it's from something guys. I love so much to something I'm like angered by looking at? That's exactly what it is. The R18, now, especially when the thing that they offered yeah. originally, there I didn't. I don't think I saw one bad review and like like motorcycle journalists were right. like wow they really yeah nailed, they nailed it. it yeah and then they fuck it all up i'm and this is that thing is like when you when you're looking at the original the black prototype that one that showed up like to me that bike was just that was like my idea of like this is the perfect motorcycle and if and if bmw sends jackie van ham to my house you know one day you're just to sit on it then i'll be like yeah i'm, I'm totally willing to pay the black helicopter prices to get that kind of service and the looking at the new one, which, yeah, you can see it's the same motor. You can see, you know, the jugs are black. The heads are black. The valve covers are black. And all but, the cool. just But the mag, right but the exhaust is a shitty, you know, cheap looking megaphone. The wheels look like they're cheap. I mean, I have I have as good looking wheels on my FLHP. So and then the the bullshit bikini fairing looks the seat and everything else looks straight out of the Screaming Eagle catalog. You know, I don't so. know why people no. try to t- tap into the Harley crowd. Yeah, that looks know? like a drag special. Don't even bother because catalog build. The Harley rider is it the Harley guy is a Harley guy, and, it's and the bikes are like you're and not going. A guy who wants a yeah. Harley isn't going to buy this. So right. That that and that. Harley can't tap into the Harley crowd. It's so true. no, you're right. They're, right. Tra- they're trying. Right. Right. Well, they're with tariffs and everything else, is the European market mm-hmm. that far behind the American right. market? Because we've been living with this for years right. now. Netflix right. just came over to <laughs> Europe and they're like, hey, we still got the Biker Build-Off show. Right. We've got all these other Harleys. Yeah. You know, these guys might just be getting into it. And then it's got, of course, the... Is this what Sons Germans Anarchy think a fairing. cool bike is? We're, right. And that's the and that's the other thing, too. Are, are we seeing... Scheiser play? <laughs> <laughs> and, that's the, and that is it, too. Is Are they... Is the guy that... I hope that I'm just right. I just hope that this is simply, you know, the the R18 DB. You know, that's that's just what I want. This was created so that Germans yeah. can get a a bike that's kind of like a you yeah. know what they see. What on was TV what was the guy wearing that introduced this bike? If it was a leather vest with tassels, <laughs> we know the direction they're going. <laughs> yep, that's some very, guy. very cheap looking fairing. Mm-hmm. It looks like something you'd pick up on like uh, eBay for like eight ninety nine. It looks like the eighteen dollars fairing. It looks like the fairing that came on that mountain Sons bike, electric Aries, mountain yeah. bike, for eighteen bucks that you talked about last. Yeah, week. it does. Right, it, it really does. And like that's the thing is, like there's so many things about that bike. You know, it's a boxer. Sure, that's that's great. That's BMW, but you know, there's there's nothing about that that really screams history. The way the previous one did, right. and the previous one did it. It had, you know, it was a, a very much a historical looking vehicle, and the this one does. You're right, Honda Fury. Yeah, Honda Fury. Has anyone just, actually rode that yet? Because I'm just looking that? at Honda where Fury. The, no, 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 no. Oh, that, that. That. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the the pivot point of the jack shaft and where the swing arm actually pivots and where the shock and everything is yeah. up under the seat. And I wonder yeah. how harsh that's actually going to ride from being at such it's a good point. drastic swings. So what I pulled up on the screen is if you do want to have some fun and you want to kill your afternoon, type in Ural Chopper. Oh. So the Russians have been building ch- Urals into choppers for a very long time. 
And that's what happens when you take a, a boxer motor, you know, a raw motor, and build it into a chopper. It looks like a Harbor Freight Predator motor. But it does like, look like a <laughs> yeah, it's actually, and I like weird stuff, but that's yeah. that's gross. Yeah, it's, well, it's it, gross. the good part is though, is that <laughs> I almost lost my lunch. Like that's bad. There's just as many guys pushing that bike as there are guys pushing Harley choppers here, so it all works out. The, uh, I mean, it's. But I think I'd rather have a Harley chopper because at least the, the motor's got some balls. Course, like this. Right. Just right. makes noise. Right. It may be weird and quirky and not even to get parts for it, but at least it's... Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it does. I kind of like that. it. Right. <laughs> of course you do. You're such a fucking pervert, But they didn't, even go, they didn't go with the Springer, uh, Springer front end. Weirdest millennial ever. Yeah. I mean, that is... That would have been know, uh, pretty yeah. cool. It's, it, it is you like its awkwardness, don't you? It's, I think that's... It's yeah, weird. that's what you embrace. Is it, You're like... You give me a three-legged dog... And you're like, yeah, I'm in. This yeah, that's is like it. the choppers that Napa used to sell. That's what this <laughs> it is. You like the right. futility. It's the Pep of it. Boys chopper. Yes. It looks completely yeah. futile too. Yeah. It, it's true. It. it does. Yeah. I mean, and like, there's some abomination, like motorcycle abominations. They they pop up all the time. There, there's no shortage of them. But when people start to make custom man. bikes out of Urals, you see an Ural custom bike and you do puke your fucking face off. Look at that thing. It's got four-inch, four-foot-wide handlebars. Like, but you know, it's a Ural motor. It's got fake Art Deco stickers that make it look like it's streamlined. Are those twelve-inch wheels? It's got a Harley Davidson t- a rear it's fender. It's like a roadliner. Yeah, with right, a it does look like, engine in it. It looks like a Ural. Russian roadliner. Yeah, it really does. The red roadliner. <laughs> oh god! Put, put a sidecar on that, and I'd be all over it. You would, and that <laughs> is, and that's where your fetish comes in. Is just be like, well, you know, I'll put up. I'll put up with the Ural if I can get the sidecar. Yes, on, on the I'm last, on the last one, the chopper. If you put a sidecar on it, would the sidecar have to be like at an incline? Or? Well, no, because the last one that we looked Ooh. at, the chopper part, the motor and everything was, was perfect all line. All horizontal. the chop was happening simply in the you know the the neck and the you know the frame the being tank, yeah. raised up nine feet. So that was bizarre. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Are we so, going to yeah, talk about SSR? Oh, so yeah, so I guess I did my homework today. You did your homework? I Excellent. did homework, and I feel like it's going to get wasted. No, I'm, no, I'm it's already not forgetting get things. Good, good, good man. So what we did is, you know, we've talked about in our podcast. I want a gold star. We've uh, we've talked about all, you know, this SSR thing. We we saw the SSR guys at the AIM Expo, and we talked to them, and they've got all these bikes they're bringing in, and they're they're Chinese bikes, and it's causing us a lot of stress, and we're not sure what the fuck we're going to do. And then there's Benelli as part of that game too, so there's you know this Italian thing. And we're looking at all these different bikes they have. And what we can't f- fucking figure out, though, is they don't have a small arsenal of bikes. They've mm-hmm. got a fucking web page full of bikes. And sometimes the only difference between the bikes is literally, do you get a semi or not? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get a semi, because they have an SR120, a good example of the 125, which is the ubiquitous Honda we just call it the Honda laydown motor. Is there a better term for it than that? No, that works. My buddy What's used the to term? call it the egg beater Honda or the horizontal Honda. The horizontal the, Honda. The right? egg beater because you know how an egg beater yeah. is like this and has a thing. It looks yeah. sort of. He I like the egg. idea horizontal Honda. It's a horizontal. That makes Honda. perfect sense. So horizontal so Honda motor. Those bikes are getting me close to a semi. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. And so you can get it as a SR125. You can get it as an SR125 semi or SR125 auto. Or with big wheels. SR190 Woody. SR125 TR. And so I guess like the, the TR is track rated or whatever, but. Whoops. Anywho. Where's the TRRR? TRRR. 
Uh, it's the pirate bike. Well, uh, pose your question uh, yeah. so they know what so we went through. I wanted you to go through the catalog. I wanted you to go to SSR Motorsports website, and you, listeners can play along. And using the SSR Motorsports website, and if you wanted to go on the Benelli website too, you're more than welcome to, um, but get me two bikes that you would want to have. I can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can only give you one. Okay, that's fine. And that's big for me. Okay. Yeah, because I'm a you. naysayer. Right. Can yeah. I go first? Yes, you may I'm go first. Curious, so so I had to approach this as anybody who is nicknamed the Honda Whisperer would. Right. Yep. I look at each one of these bikes and I compare it to some sort of Honda. Of course you I do. look at the price, I look at the capabilities and everything like that. Yes. I chose, uh-huh. of see. all those bikes, I don't want any of them. The only one that was really interesting to me and that I thought was maybe uh, worth buying was the SR450. Oh, yeah. Did you look at that bike? Yes. That bike is an exact knockoff of a, Honda, a 2006 Honda CRF450. Yep. It is a liquid-cooled, yes. single-cylinder, 43-horsepower engine in that bike. Yep. I further went on to do some YouTubing and read some reviews and everything. The guy was thrashing it. The guy rated it higher mm-hmm. than a DRZ400. He's like, this is more power than a DRZ400. It, the price tag is at five grand. If right. you wanted to touch a CRF450 today, that's almost $9,000. Wow. So it's a $4,000 discount yeah. over the bike that it is copied, which is, a again, a 2006 CRF450. And I mm. think that they're using the Fast Ace suspension on this stuff. And that's, I mean, the reviews of the Fast Ace suspension, guys that have Honda bikes, race bikes and stuff, are putting the Fast Ace suspension on their bikes. Wow. I mean, I, I, I watched a review, and the guy wrote it, and he's like, this is better than a DRZ400. Sharp better mm-hmm. horsepower, better... But the only thing he asked for was better front brakes. Hmm. And he's like, that could bolt on. And then I looked at it further, and then you you start looking at it as, you know, what about reliability? I went as far as looking up. There's a Wrench Rabbit kit. Is the full rebuild kit for that motor is $339, which includes a new crank, rod, everything. Right. So go ahead, run it, race it. And if you need to rebuild it, it'll cost you 350 bucks in parts. Wow. That's nothing. Wow. I mean, and, and, is, the, and, yeah. and what my dream has always been was to get the four fit like the four fifty right. class liquid cool bike, mm-hmm. and then Baja Designs street legal it somehow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now I don't know what kind of paperwork you're getting with these. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a an MCO, or if if if, a, if there is a path to making this street legal or not. And it's an electric start bike too. So yeah, and know, the only thing that, that going for you the the thing that hinges them up, and and, and at least on this particular one. Is that it is an exact copy of of the Honda? Yeah, yeah. and the some if you press them on it, they don't actually have a license, right? Of any well, kind. I don't. It su- is, I don't suggest they even would, right? They yeah, just are putting them out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. right. right. But who's going to stop you though? I mean, I mean, well, is Honda going to come and confiscate after you've bought it from them? What do you care? Right. Honda's not going to come confiscate right. the bike from you, right? And you probably can upgrade it with Honda parts because That's it's it is an actual it's an exact copy. Right. Well, you there's didn't. also a company called Pitster Pro who sells basically the same kind of bikes, and they're also they they have dealers and stuff like that. They have a street legal 450 yeah. that that you know they have all the parts, and he did all the smog tests. Yeah, this it. has been this has been put out there as I think a Buccaneers. I don't well I don't know. No, not a Buccaneer. No, not yeah. the Buccaneer. Right. No. Yeah. But there are different other iterations of this coming sure. out, but. It's interesting that you both mentioned now uh, a legality issue, because that's the lens that I made my decision through. 
the if the question was what would we buy with our money, mm-hmm. yeah. first of all, it wouldn't be anything new. But in the thing of Phil's question, you actually have pulled up essentially what it was. Um, I just pulled up on my phone. That's what it was. It was the street legal dual sport. Yeah. So it's an XF. See, I shut the XF250 down. Right. Just because because it's not cheap enough. It's not enough better than a Honda. I'd spend a little bit more money and get the Honda. Right. And also, when I'm looking at that XF250, Kevin, um, this is a bike that you had chosen, right? Right. Mainly, the lens I was looking at was, I I have zero use for a bike that I can't use on the street. Exactly. So if it doesn't come or easily be um, street legal, Mm -hmm. be able to be made street legal, I don't want any part of it. Right. Does one of your other motorcycles have a plate? What's that? Does one of your other motorcycles have a plate? <laughs> I got yeah, too much on right. the line to be right. yeah in, in any kind yeah. of. He doesn't want to get suspended yeah. license as a result of a Chinese bike, right? You know. China takes you in my job. Come on, right? <laughs> That's Again? exactly it. Right. <laughs> the Chinese, the Chinese are going to take away the job that you had that couldn't be taken by the Chinese. They're going to take your job by making you ride a bike you don't have a license for. But uh, it's neat looking, and I. Yeah. I don't know, lightweight. And what it is, it's a dual sport enduro. This is thirty four hundred bucks. This is a comment on their website. It's kind of like a TW. Drill in and, and zoom in on the motor. Yes, I will do that. I will do that for you. Um, so, yeah, Look I'm at, drilling, but there's yeah, been no response yeah, to the yeah, drilling. Yeah, and this is the problem I had. Right. I wanted to give, I wanted to zoom in on that motor. I want to see, uh-huh. is this actually, because it, it, it doesn't say in the description whether it's a dual over, overhead cam, a single overhead cam. That looks single push, to me. Or a push yeah, rod. That or, you looks know, single all day long. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's what I'm trying to figure out a little mm-hmm. bit about the motor. And they were right. a little bit scant on details, and it wouldn't let you like get real up close there to kind of sure. analyze it. And this is a bike, you know, and we have to keep in mind this is a Chinese product, so it's going to be coming out. To, it's going to be coming to you with a one-year warranty. It's not going to have a two-year warranty. It's you know, it's a twelve-thousand-mile warranty if you can ride twelve thousand miles in one year. But and I have heard fantastic things from dealers I've spoken with about these bikes and like their their support for them and that they don't seem to break. It is so that's probably a good. Cool. I mean, it's not a bad deal. That is, right. I mean, because I think, but it's, it's not a sore dick deal. A, a, a CRF two fifty is probably closer to five grand. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you are. I think saving... this is probably more like a competitor for the T Dub. When I look at the tires, yeah, and, oh, and chunky and back. It's a little yeah. chunky monkey. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a chunky monkey. And that's a dual sport. They've also got the street version, right? Which is um, the same thing with different tires. Probably right. Yeah, that's. Does, does the, the transmission ratio any different for the street one? I actually, I, I didn't look into that. No, those are the downtown. I'm sorry, area. guys. I pulled up the Buccaneers. That um, was my mistake. But the, uh, but yeah, I do definitely. Maybe a smaller that. front wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more super super probably seventeens. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so that's an interesting thing when you get well, into that. Um, but were you even interested in selling the street legal stuff? I'm not. I mean, really, I just wanted to see what you guys were interested in. Right, right. I mean, that's that's what I put it out for. I wanted to know what you guys were interested in, and a 250 cc air cooled carbureted um, street bike. You know, 17s the front, 17s the back, claiming around 18 horses. Um, and you know, and what's that? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's a five speed. So I mean, everything about it is pretty standard gear, right? I mean, it's all, everything about it looks like it's got upside down forks and I, stuff. I can't buy bucks. a new bike with a carburetor. It's it's hard, right? It's yeah, real fucking hard to acknowledge. You're like, look, you're new. You should have a fucking fuel injector, right? Right. We know we have the technology. I got fucking fuel injectors on scooters out there for fuck's sake. Um, why don't we have fuel injectors on any new motorcycle? I have a, a fundamental problem with buying brand new dual sports because mm. they're are 
20-year-old Suzuki's or out there that you can there. buy for less than $1,000. Yep. Uh, I don't know about that. But again, once again, we're, we're buying with the mindset of the challenge is to buy something off of, this, off of this page, so to speak. And there are a whole lot of customers out there that, one, they have tried the idea of the $900 bike and they realized it bit them in the ass. And for those people that it did bite them in the ass, they do need to have a new bike with a warranty that they can either not have to fix, or if they do have to fix it, the parts are available. Right. Um, I only say that because dual sports are one of the categories where I say you're almost better buying new. Yeah. Because when you look at a brand new, like a KLR mm-hmm. 650 is mm-hmm. only like five grand, 5,500 bucks. Right. So, and everybody out there is asking four grand for a right. used one. For a used one. Right. Yeah. Pull me up a little, if you go into the smaller classes, that's that's, what, that's kind of what I we were looking at the 250, and I was going to say I bought my Suzuki SP250 for 150 bucks. Um, <laughs> that was a screaming deal. First, of I bought my SP200 for 200 dollars. Right. Right. That was also a screaming deal. And you also have the stick to itiveness to get in there and fix it, and you're yep. going to research how to fix it, and you're going to come up and you're going to build this thing out so that you can get your money back times 10. And most people that we deal with, they're not really ready to even adjust the valves. But, but that's normally true too. the floor on dual sports is about twenty five hundred bucks. It's sure. the cheapest you can get down there. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, if you want like a DRZ four hundred, absolutely no way. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But this also opens up. I've saw some threads on a few different forums where people from out of the country come to ride the U.S. Mm-hmm. and do the things. Yeah. And they'll buy one of these sure. because this guy will ship parts if it breaks or something yeah. anywhere. It's warranted. They're only going to be here for six months. Right. They put thirty five hundred four grand into it. They, they sell can't it for rent three. A bike that cheap. Yeah, and yeah, they can't rent really it. Can. You sell it for three grand or two, a fire sale. So you, you rented a bike for six months for 1500 bucks with parts support. God, right. Jesus, not even that. I mean, you think about that. If you were spending 100 bucks a day to rent a motorcycle, right. this is 34 days rental. Right. If you were spending $100 a day on a motorcycle rental, yeah. you got the deal of the century yes, you because did. you can't make that happen. Exactly. It's yeah. like 200 plus insurance oh, yeah. plus, plus. Absolutely. Plus. And that's the thing. So a lot of these you people that this, come from out of, out of the country, they, they were buying used bikes, mm-hmm. but you really don't like especially you're from out of the country you get there and this guy's like oh it's a wonderful bike it's going to yeah. do great for you and, the, and then the gears are shot the, oh, the sprockets are it, dead yeah. right. this is a new bike and they right. have full support. brand new machine yeah yeah now has there been any long-term discussion on these as far as do they still are they still plagued with the same chinese problems as in the rubbers no, and, and all the seals fall out the I'm bearings all, all the main yeah. all the main components hold up the frame's going to hold together the mm-hmm. suspension will still go up and down you're not going to have any fluid no, there's in there like anything, there's like but. two or three companies now ssr pitster pro which is also gpx or something like they have they split that between their pit bikes and this where they have you can go on youtube and see long-term reviews like 8,000 miles on my Buccaneer or whatever right. it is and like a 20 minute valve adjustment and everything so like they're the quality is starting to come around on these things quite a bit hmm. and they're not reaching too far like one of the things that we're that we're talking about is a lot of the times when you're looking at that super affordable Chinese product the more bells and whistles you have the more potential fuck and fail points it has and these are still very basic. You know, these are basic motorcycles. So as long as they get the metallurgy right and the bearings don't become a problem, the bikes tend to hang in there. I and was just looking at the suspension mm-hmm. picture that it has there and that small little Schrader nipple yeah. stuck on top of there. It was like somebody just like, a uh, little hot glue step back right. there. Yeah, it's adjustable. Go ahead. It's totally adjustable. Good luck, pal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you're exactly right. I was surprised right. at the reviews that I saw on, mm-hmm. on not this bike, but that, that SR450. Right. And the guy was ra- the guy was doing like a Baja kind of race, and he was like, okay. Cool. And he was, wow. yeah, the and guy I- had owned it for a while and was 
rated, like I said, I was surprised he was rating it higher than a DRZ 400. Right. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. a high bar. And if if they sold a street kit for it, that's probably the direction it would have gone. Right. Honestly, why don't they have a Baja Designs sells a $500 kit that you Paperwork. can I know Baja Designs, and there's there's a couple others, but Baja's the big well, one. Well, you it's have to at least board. be able to get a off-road title for these eventually. So I right. think if you No, get- and you're going to get... So any bike that's sold, and, and I'll just got, let you guys know. So any bike that's sold in the state of Ohio is going to come with a title. Now, the title might be an FOUO for off-road use only title, or the title's going to be an actual on-road use title. And that's where it does get slippery in any state that you're in. And unless there's a clone thing, like you're, the difference between a, a KLX 250, you know, an on-road version of an off-road bike kind of thing, and you can just be like, oh, well, no, no, this is the, you know, this is what this is. It could be really tough to take any off-road use-only title and convince the lady at the title bureau, and I say that, I'm not trying to be a sexist, they're not all ladies, just most of them. And they... Um, yeah, to convince them that this is an on-road bike and you deserve a license plate. No, yeah. you won't be able to do that. Right. It'll be the whole state police yeah. inspection thing. You'll have to apply. Yeah. You'll have to do the light kit. You'll have to make it, you know, like you'll have to go. You can do it. People you might do it all. build your own bike. It was big. Guys would yeah. do it on the XR650s, yep. The you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, that was a fantastic bike. And absolutely. they would get them street legal, yeah. but you got to go through the whole process. But there's kits you can buy for like three, yeah, four, or the, the, the mechanics of it is not really the right. biggest pain no, in the ass. Right. It's, it's you can buy, a, like I said, a right. Baja light. A, Baja yeah. Designs kit that has the lights and turn signals and a horn right. and everything. Right. And the biggest part of it is convincing the guy in the garage with the gun and the badge who's still carrying the gun and the badge, even though all he does is inspect RVs all day, that your bike should have a title that says it's allowed to be on the road. And or, that's what it is. Does or it have a headlight with high and right. low? Yes. Does yeah. it have a horn? Yes. Right. Does it have lights, turn signals? And you'll right. pass. I mean, though, if you go through all the hoops, you'll, you'll get it. It also right. depends where you go. If you go to the hood... Yeah. The, when I had the one bike inspected for my in-states, the lady looked out the window and said, is that the bike? I said, yeah. She goes, okay. Good enough. Yep, thank yeah. you. That's Here exactly you how I got my 350X three-wheeler on the road. Played real nice with them. Yeah. I filled out all the paperwork because it never came with a title because those weren't originally titled. And it's a three-wheeler. Yes. Yeah. She filled everything out, and I go, now, if I wanted to swap that from an off-road to an on-road three-wheeled motorcycle, do you right. think you could handle that for me? I know it's too much work. I don't want to push nothing on you. And she said... That one outside, I said, yeah, the one in the back of the truck, because yeah. they had to read the VIN. She right. said, that shouldn't be an issue at all. I didn't have anything done to it. It was still in a raw frame at that point yeah. in time. I literally had it stripped down. I put the plastics on it just to get the VIN inspected. And she said, no problem. Swap me over to an on-road title. And, and it became a thought. trike? Yes. It went from being an ATC to being a trike? Yes. I had been I had been pulled over. My record was seven times in one day. Well, no shit. Never shit. was issued a ticket. The Absolutely. only time I did think I was getting arrested... Uh, I was in a nicer end of town going yeah. to my friend's house to work yeah. on the carb a little bit. I got pulled over. Cop pulled up behind me. He's like, you can't be on the road with this. Oh, he's like, oh, no, officer. I'm going to, here's my registration. It's street legal. Match the plate. He checked the VIN. Another cop car pulls up. I'm like, shit, I'm getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> then a third cop car pulls up and I hear, yeah, Lieutenant, this, that was the guy. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, yeah. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting lit That was up. the guy. Yeah. No, they had just heard over the radio that the guy that had been running around town on this thing yeah. had gotten pulled over. They stopped me, and they were like, yeah, my, our lieutenant just wanted to see the bike. He's a huge three-wheeler. Not, oh, I talked to him for a half hour, and off I fucked. He just let me roll. I think, oh you got, I think you got lucky by not having the bike put together and just having the frame when they did it. No, I had. I had. Oh, it was basically yeah. a roller. Right. Oh, okay, the the okay. most concern I've ever got was from a local officer who right. was like, 
does that still have a live axle? I was like, I'm actually working on a hub conversion where oh you can God. unlock it, you yeah. know, kind of just like a trailer hub that allow it to spin so the, oh li- the you know, rear axle isn't live. Right. But other than that, I wired up a horn. I had a trail, you know, little trail speedo on it and everything. That's cool. All, I like all this, this guy. Stuff. hilarious, man. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and the second choice, just because we talked about it last What was your second choice? Week, Rascal. Rascal. Because why not? Rascal. I mean, it's it's a silly, fun bike for not a lot of money. I watched that video that someone was talking about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So the Rascal, um, that's the battle, of, the battle of the 125cc ankle so That's right up there with a Grim, right? It is. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah it's, it is. It's the same thing, but... If you're going to go to that website and you're going to, they have the Benelli 135 TNT, TT, TNT yeah. which is a four valve motor, 135 cc's, and a five speed compared to the four speed on this, there's no no brainer. You'd have to get that one. Well, so, smack well, my ass and call me Charlie. But, but does the other one look like a mini Ducati? Pretty much. It's way cooler. Ah. It actually has a real trellis frame. And it's bad. It's made. I'm, I'm going to go shit. ahead and just for the sake of argument for people that are out there in podcast land, they can understand we're comparing the TNT 135 Ooh. from Benelli oh, to the. Yeah. Uh, but the difference is, you know, the Rascal is exactly 1999, and yeah. this is 26.99. So it's $700 doll hairs more. 26 um, is almost used Grom money. It is. Yeah, but this will smoke a this Grom. This is brand new. Yeah, but I'd rather have a Grom because I know that a Grom will last right. me as I'll long as I live. I'll be honest, anything will smoke a Grom from my yeah. experience. It is true. The Groms do not deliver on you know their reputation. Um, we've we've gone head-to-head with the Buddy versus some Groms, and the Buddies have always won. Well, buddies are and the, uh, ringers. And the thing that... Uh, that is, you know, kind of different is this bike is fuel injected. Mm-hmm. Oh. So the TNT is a fuel injected machine. Uh, the TNT does, the TNT uh, 135 does actually have a look of quality about it yep. um, that the Rascal doesn't have. And I, I do understand with play bikes, we are talking about something that is going to be on its side a lot. <laughs> Um, there is something, I, I don't know what it is, but the TNT 135 does actually look like. Yeah, might be worth twenty six hundred bucks. Might be worth twenty seven hundred bucks. I noticed that it's not the it's not the horizontal Honda engine. No, that's what I'm no, saying. No, it's a vertical motor. It is a yeah, and right. five speed. Yeah, and five it, speed. Uh, yeah. apparently this thing revs to twelve thousand RPMs, which all oh, the I other things. Do that. Wow, I wouldn't do that. Like that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, watch the reviews. I wouldn't do that. Caravan and candy, candy cane connecting rods. <laughs> is it actually a dual piston front caliper? Also, I don't know. It does. Or is look that a, just a faux? Is it a faux? Yeah, just added an extra rope down there. Side stream front caliper. Right, is it a is it a fakey it, fake front caliper? It looks good. I don't it, know. It, it looks good with a person. I'm curious right. to see how tall that person is next to it, though. I mean, it's a decent size. Foot? No, it's a decent size bike. Apparently, it's yeah. about three inches taller than the ground. Is it like seat uh, height wise? Yeah, I mean, this is just one of those things where you're like, okay, when you get to that point in your decision making process where you're saying, all right, I'm going to go ahead and have a play bike. Now I need to pick which play bike I'm going to have, and one of them is. You know, one of them is nineteen ninety nine, and one of them is twenty six ninety nine. Well, you know, that's the the price of admission here. Is I think with the Rascal one twenty five, our friends down. Um, I think our friend Jack Walchuk over in Akron could probably set you up with one of those Piranha motors that would go right into this Rascal, and you know, take it from its indicated eight point three horsepowers up to probably fifteen or sixteen real quick. Or, the TNT also was rated at a lot more than. 8.3 horsepower. Or so. for $635 yeah. delivered to your door, yeah. 
uh, Pitster Pro can send you a 190cc motor with a five-speed. Jesus Christ. That's a five-plug to put into your bike. So it's five plugs. You know, yeah. motor mounts right. all line up and stuff. Wow. They're proven to be really reliable, yeah. and they're putting out 16.8 horsepower. Oh, my wow. God. Believe and, me, the and this Grim does look like a skull cracker. Yeah. yeah. And this thing, and the Rascal, the Rascal does look like you took a Ducati Monster and put it in a shrink-a-mat, like you made a shrinky-dink of a, a Ducati Monster. <laughs> Even, like, the shape of the, like, the bum stop on the seat and everything. It's purely a shrinky-dink. I mean, oh, yeah. that's what it is. And, again, you know, what you looking for, Kevin? No. Want to scroll uh, down? No, I was trying to point out. Oh, okay. Sleepy. Yeah. The uh, so I really like that's one of those things where, as far as I'm concerned, you're Sorry. you're right to say, yeah, let me buy a rascal because for a toy, that's fucking funny. I mean, that's a cool looking little oh, boy. Oh, it but looks good in yellow. It does look good in yellow, doesn't it? <laughs> but let's let's talk about this. What's the price on this one? Twenty two thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. so my Grim. Yeah. Which I've I've added no money to. Right. I have 560 miles on now, right. which I've ridden all the way here several times. I had delivered to my house for 980 dollars. Wow! I want to ride that. That sounds yeah, like a fun, yeah. right? fun afternoon. So the, yeah, this is a thing. And I did watch the motorcycle.com battle of the 125 cc ankle biters. I watched that video. It was fun. It was it was yes. kind of cool. Yeah. Can yeah yeah. It made like me feel everyone, really bad for the K-pipe. I was like, oh, K-pipe. It just got its ass handed to it. <laughs> no, you shouldn't feel bad for a product that was bad. Like, it's, it wasn't yeah. a great product. No, and it's, it, it was just one of those things. It was like, it was just, it was in the wrong hunt, man. They should have put it brought a knife to the gunfight. Yeah, the spade should have been there. The spade should have been there instead of the K-pipe. I don't think it was out. Was it out when they did the battle? I don't the think battle? it was. Yeah. I, but I will say that a spade, the spade, I've ridden at 70 miles per hour, and they were remarkably wow. good. They are remarkably good, but they're also a lot more expensive than this. So, you know, the Spade's a Taiwan-built bike, and the Spade is, you know, expensive compared to this shit. And this, like, the Spade is a much higher quality product. All right, so who else pick, got a pick? Anyone else get a pick? Anyone uh, choose an SSR that they wanted to own? I didn't do well, the homework. You didn't do the homework? I, yeah. I, I, I have to agree with John. I saw that 450, and I slobbered over it. Oh, wow. Um, the yeah. Rascal's cool, but I'm, I'm definitely a fan of the 135 TNT thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's about I mean, I looked at the Buccaneer, or whatever it's called. The, the Buccaneer, two, yeah. The 250. Yep. And I found a review, uh-huh. um, several reviews on YouTube and watched them, and apparently the bike doesn't suck. No, and I have ridden them. So I have ridden the Buccaneer Cafe, which is 3600 bucks. It's it a looks two, the part. I mean, yeah, it's it a looks, 250cc oh. V-twin. It's that over in the corner there just shrunk down it's a there are elements of it that are definitely they were looking at a Moto Guzzi V7 when they put it together when they built it and but the one thing that I just can't get past and the one thing that that bothers me um, when I'm riding it is the Virago 250 the V-twin Virago 250 is the motor when you ride that bike (laughs) and you're like wow this is so much torquier than a Rebel it's so much torquier than a lot of single-cylinder 250s because it's a twin. And you remember that we had the Kimco Vinox liquid-cooled 250 that would no problem go 80 miles an hour, and it was an extremely overly heavy cruiser like that looked like a V-rod, but it had a 250cc liquid-cooled V-twin in it. And this bike did not feel like that. You rode this? I rode this, and this felt more like the not-quite-a-rebel power plant. Now, it could be because the bike I was riding was brand new and it wasn't broken in yet. It could be that the bike was just set up lean. It's an EFI bike. It's a fuel-injected bike. And it could be that it's just it was just not yet a happy motorcycle. 
But the one that I rode, I, I, I do have some experience with 250cc motorcycles, and this one just did not have the oomph. Anemic. It did feel like it was being held back really, really hard, and I don't know if that was all in the exhaust or what, but it just didn't have it. And riding the bike, I was just like, oh, man, I really wanted it to be better than it was. So I would like to see somebody who's got one has got a couple of thousand miles on it, and, and the bike's opened up a little bit, because aesthetically speaking, it's a cool-looking bike. I would like It to- does look like a little V7. You know? I want to make a Didn't little Africa twin out, out of it. Bike? No, Royal Enfield didn't build this bike. That I, don't, I don't think it was Royal Enfield. Cute as a, didn't they just put out a V-twin? That they did. Up with that? I mean, it looks... Well, they put out, a, a, parallel they put out a parallel twin. Yeah. yeah, they just put out a parallel twin that they okay. did. And uh, it, it is... Um, yeah, this bike is pretty small in real life. I, I think there's a reason that on their website they don't have a picture of a guy riding it. Only because it's just... It's a, it's a, little, it's a little tight. You know? But if you were in the market for this type of a bike, right, and you were looking at the Cleveland Moto Works, oh yeah, bike I mean we we've, we've learned our lesson. With but I mean, Misfit, like just right? looking at it, yeah. I mean, what's the price? Well, this is far more powerful than a Misfit by far, and the price point on this is Misfit money, right? It's but a Moto Marini. Yeah, yeah but right. Look at the yeah. pipe and other things. Like the other one yeah. looks so cheap and so like this, you know, like rust oleum slapped oh, yeah. together. And right. this the other one does look terrible. Yeah, and so like this is one of those ones that like. I'm going to be tempted to have it in the showroom, but I don't think anyone's going to buy the bike. So, I mean, uh, I would be very surprised if somebody comes up and is like, you know, I was looking for an entry-level motorcycle, and I decided that this is the bike I'd like to buy. Um, I just, at, at no point when I was riding this was I like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is blowing my skirt up. Um, it felt fine. It wasn't, there was nothing unsafe about it. There was nothing, it wasn't underpowered for a 250, but it also wasn't like, oh damn, this thing's you know, this thing wants to go out and have some fun. Does right? the tail section unclip? Because I've seen really? passenger pegs, but I'm just wondering if there's a seat under there. There that is, pops I think there is. Yeah, yeah. The, the cover is literally just a cover. So the the bum stop cover is just a <laughs> it's just a cover. Yeah. Was there ever a threat yeah. of a wheelie? Um, I could have done it, but it, you know it would have been one of those things. It might have had three wheelies in the clutch, like one of those things where you could wheelie darn near anything if you're willing to sacrifice that much of the clutch. And I think that this was probably in. That I like same that the category. guys they have riding them are like five foot two because it looks like they're on like a giant. Um, this picture is of an adult sized human there being. There we go. Yeah, and it's so, Chris Smith. It <laughs> could be. Well, that guy. Yeah, that guy's wearing the Aero Stitch to ride the two fifty uh, Buccaneer. But um, Buccaneer. Right. So the review that they did in City Bike Magazine for it does show you how small the bike is. And it does give you a better idea because it's one of the only sets of pictures that doesn't have a five foot one Asian person on the bike, you know? So it is a. Uh, Somebody said something about the sound was fantastic. Well, it I sounds mean, really good. I, that's, you know, again, totally ambiguous, I guess. It's, it's, I, I don't, I don't have an audio clip for it, but the, uh, but looking at a, looking at a picture of a full size man on it, it does look on the small side. Two stars. Yeah, two stars. Everything I expected. <laughs> no Three stars. Clip. Right. Yeah, and that's so that's kind of the the Buccaneer was one of those ones that I was like, yeah. So yeah, I'm look as I was looking through the SSR catalog and kind of going through the bikes, I really am stymied. Uh, just really, you know, we're gonna set off on this adventure. We're we're all gonna be riding these things around and, and seeing what they're all about. And um, here's my commitment. Uh, if they're garbage, we're going to tell you they're garbage. I mean, that's that's just it. 
we're going to be taking a chance on these things. We're going to have them. Hopefully, we'll get them in time for Christmas. That so some you know some dads can buy their kids uh, some cool, you know, little dirt bikes and stuff. So uh, I did want you to see this picture. That I thought this was kind of cool. This is uh, Big Sur Motorcycles, and this is their SSR Buccaneer that they've done a uh, a Photoshop on, and it looks really cute. I mean, it looks really neat. Brown leather, fake saddle, and all. Uh, it, it does look kind of neat as a, uh, as a little cafe, cafe build. So it's, it's got the right bone structure to make a cool little, a cool little bike. So kind of, kind of fun. The, uh, yeah, so this is going to be a test. So we'll see, we'll see what the fuck happens when we get a whole bunch of these little play bikes around here. And it also will probably stimulate, stimulate us into some parking lot shenanigans. So. I can see that happening Heck real yeah. quick. I think the uh, Dunkin' Donuts parking lot across the street has got the perfect <laughs> layout for an oval track. So it's like three times through the drive-through, then you have to like eat a curler. Yeah, we could do a we could do a head-to-head against the trail hopper. We could do right, the head-to-head right as as you guys proved. I think the CMHA lawn is fair game. The CMHA lawn should be fair yeah. game, especially once we get about eight inches of snow in there, right? Because then it's just like yeah, we're just you know. Let her rip for a while. The Schmedley's around the first bike you see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like this kind of thing. The idea of having a a bunch of little play bikes. um, Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun. Oh man, Wednesday night Porco's racing. Right. Yeah, and that and that's terrain. That's like a terrain park too, because I got the upper parking lot and the lower parking lot. Yeah, that's that's fucking scary right there. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty rad. The uh, the Patreon thing again, you guys just uh, listeners go to patreon.com. We have been putting some secret, super secret content up for our listeners who are Patreon subscribers. Um, can't say how happy we are, but we can say we don't know what it feels like yet because I didn't click the box that deposit took money out of your account right away, so everybody gets the first month for free kind of thing. So like we're only charging people for this participation on like the first day of the month so like the guys who sign up are getting some free patreon did you have some feedback that you can share or no well i've had some feedback and uh some of it we're not going to share only because you know it involves friends of ours like that kind of thing but it is it is fun to get that um the the podcast phone so to speak the bat phone the secret burner number um that secret burner number that's been kind of fun. Uh, a lot of people thought we were bullshitting about it and that it wasn't really going to be a secret burner number that people could rant about. And, but it is, it's, it's real, and we're using it, and people are, are throwing, us, uh, throwing us information. Received dick pics yet or no? I have not gotten a dick pic yet, <laughs> oh, and that's kind of shocking. Oh, right you just yeah. jinxed them. No, you're going to get all kinds of dick pics I'm, I'm, no, um, Well, I just want to be like the first guy on YouTube. I'm going home and signing up. I just want to make sure instantly. I get first. First. Um, Brian, Brian posted, holy first shit, page. Like, does this really work? Because that's the thing is people are kind of like, is this really yeah, going right. to happen? And so we're like, yeah, it's really happening. And so the, I, the first one we got was, holy shit, is this my humble narrator? This is awesome. Not sure, not, not sure how much I'll use the hotline, but I'm all about supporting you guys and what you're doing. The podcast is always a highlight of my week. Keep up the good work. And then, uh, you know, we're, we respond. I, I wrote him back, you know, thanks and everything else, and to remind him that he can put suggestions on there and shit like that. And uh, that we, you know, we want to... We want to have people just doing dumb shit. Thank you for being you know? a good patriot on Patreon. Thank you for being a patriot. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for patronizing our Patreon. And um, there, there are a couple of people that have made some, some comments that I'm going to respond in private. Yeah. 
because they're they're stuff that might not yeah. really be for open. Uh, That's why yeah. I said I I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it's yeah. You know. Yeah, there's some stuff that we'll respond to off the air, but like some of the stuff's inside baseball that you know people that know us might know about, or challenges that are being levied that I'm putting together right now. There's been some mid Ohio challenges thrown out. I love it. Yeah. I know, and so right. we've got a. I'm going to see if we can put a little bit of a, a game plan together because we do like mid Ohio. That's that's kind yeah. of our fucking that that's our shit. Like we 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 enjoy it. That's where we feel like we can run free a little bit. And yeah, I think that there's going to be. A, a true mid Ohio challenge this year. All right. And there may be an element of that, that, uh, that requires, you'll need something with an obby tires. Let's just leave it like that. So you're going to need something to be able to get you around the, the place. And, uh, even if it doesn't fucking rain sideways, but it usually does. It better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be mid Ohio. It wouldn't be mud did. Ohio if we didn't have the mud and the Ohio to go with it because yeah, I mean, that's part of the celebration. Like that's the I deal. I don't know. A couple of years ago, it didn't rain, and I had a great time. I had a great time. Imagine what it's like not stinking, not smelling like shit. Right. That's when like you brought the booby bouncer, shit. man. The booby I, bouncer. Yeah. I will stink and smell like shit anyway. Anyway, <laughs> you might as well smell like other animal shit rather than your own. Is what. Um, I don't know if we're gonna have the massive camper again this year. I don't know if that's gonna happen or if we're gonna do something different. Um, it doesn't have to happen. I'll probably have my massive camper this year. It, yeah, it's a good ground zero though. Like having the camper is always a fun thing, but you know the budget may not swing for that. The yep. uh, you know we gotta we gotta do our we gotta do our part to make Mid Ohio fun, but we also can't necessarily throw down like it's your fiftieth birthday every fucking year. Yeah, but you can get a lot. You can get a very nice camper that's not the Thor. Yes, it doesn't need to be the Thor outlaw. Yeah. Right? We don't need to have Kenny Chesney's personal fucking camper next time, <laughs> right? Yeah. The, uh, or whatever the fuck country western artist. Every, everyone just assumed you were the talent. Again, when that, yeah, that was just, that was ridiculous. Like showing up, that, if Waylon Jennings showed up in a camper, I would expect it to have been that fucking camper. We need Cleveland yeah. Moto Girls. And I don't mean like in <laughs> bikinis or, I don't mean to be exploited. I mean, you just need more, just chicks, just because it just makes it all more fun. You know what I mean? Are you, like, are you suggesting that the sausage party, <laughs> that the is. traditional sausage party <laughs> that is mid Ohio, would benefit from a little more female participation. Yes, yeah. dude. I, they didn't have to hold back farts and everything. No, else like no, that. no, 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 no. These, these. Have, that's why these are not the showgirls. These oh, are the, oh, what you're trying to say is you're looking for just, yeah, just yeah. you're right. ready. You know what mid Ohio? You're seasoned mid Ohio, okay. right? Housekeeping, food, somebody to keep you incapacitated, vomiting, drunk off, you know, onto your side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. what you're trying to say is you want my mom to show up. And <laughs> I might be cool with that. That's it. The I don't. I, I really don't think that when it comes to Mid Ohio, that that's the kind of place we've always joked about it for years. But I'm like, if you're hooking up at Mid Ohio, if you're like, if you're just going to go in there straight and be like, I'm going to meet a girl at Mid Ohio that I don't already know, and we're going to start and consummate a, a rapid fire love affair at no, Mid Ohio. I don't want that. It is not what you want. I, I don't want that at all. <laughs> that is not what. This just, is not I what you want. I just think it changes the day. The gameplay gets elevated a little higher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. there's like a reasonably attractive <laughs> female around, the guys just feel like they got to be a little extra. It but is dude, true. That's a couple of years ago when the Misfits all came down. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When all, when they all the ladies yeah, showed yeah, up. Right. And you feel like, right. you know what? It we got to the energy level, level up. We got to be bit. extra fun because, yeah. nah, hey, hey. And then it was also that, you know, all the rubber dicks showed up. Yeah. And then once the rubber dicks showed up, you got ladies there and you got rubber, rubber dicks dick. there. 
The party did go up. I will say. Things will be really thrown off the not a ramp. Yeah, competition. You know, I could be happy all day long with just hey, yeah. every once in a while giving me a little boob. I'm like, all right, thumbs up. <laughs> so and if not, anyone's and, listening, uh, we do need a uh, part-time stunt tit. And, and, and <laughs> we have any stunt, yeah, That's and it. not like the stunt normal mid Ohio where they just pull it out of their sock and show it. to you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to the Chillicothe rally. Oh yeah, fantastic. The uh, the that's the mid Ohio the the metal the mid Ohio ethos is so that you can't prepare people for it. Mm-mm. There really isn't a fair way to say, well, this is going to happen, and then you realize, oh, but I didn't tell them about that either, and then I didn't tell them about the other thing, and then next thing you realize is just fuck it. Don't try to tell people. Just show the fuck up. Just show up and do your mid Ohio no, thing. No warning. I've tried for the last three years to make it down to the event. Mm-hmm. You know, from listening to the podcast, I've wanted to make it, but it seems every year without a doubt. One of my kids goes down, oh, or, or the place where I'm working just goes haywire, and they're like, "Hey, you're now on 16-hour days for the next seven days. Don't worry about it." And I'm just like, "Well, oh, shit, there goes Mid Ohio." Again. And you do work in nuclear reactors. Uh, I do. When a time yeah. calls, when there's an outage, I'll be there. I get to stand right <laughs> that's, above them. So that's that's, I mean, that's the fun end of right. it. Right. But so, uh, from a Patreon standpoint, yeah, I haven't seen the setup of it. Would it be possible to run a Mid Ohio Patreon poker run? You know what? And that's a really good, that's a good idea where you could, and at Mid-Ohio, you could do that. And you could also do a wacky scavenger hunt. So, like, the whole thing about Mid-Ohio is there's so much weird shit there. Like, the the fact, like, I had a guy I was with one time showed up with a blender. No, no, he didn't show up with a blender to sell. He came back to my campsite and he's like, check this out. I got this, like, cool, kick-ass old chrome blender. Like, at Mid-Ohio. You know, like that is none of that is a motorcycle part. Like not one part of that. He bought but it at Mid Ohio. He bought it at Mid Ohio for five dollars. And that's in, a deal. in his defense, it was a gorgeous like '60s chrome blender. And I was like, how did you even fucking find that? Like, what booth do you go to? What row is housewares at Mid Ohio? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's just usually just a shit RV. show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it is. It's a shit show, and that's the the magic of the Mid Ohio. I tell thing. people it's Woodstock for vintage motorcycles. Yeah, and that, that's fair. But yeah. I mean. If it's your first time, definitely don't go hog. You're going to go hog wild the first night, but give yourself <laughs> a night of being a responsible human being because some of the best and most interesting times happen at 6 or 7 a.m. near the showers and stuff. And I'll the take other, your word for it. Haven't, you know, haven't been to bed yet and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. It's kind of fun to yeah. see the people just stumbling around. and. Oh, yeah, the, the wanderers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get the wanderers who are just like, well, fuck it, I'm not going to sleep now. I might as well just go get a shower. There's no line. And yeah, you'll see those those people are truly the walking fucking dead. There's there's just no there, there's and, yeah. And if, if if anybody watches the trailer park boys, there's literally the bottle kids that live at Mid Ohio. They run oh, around yeah. throwing bottles oh, and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you go to take a shower, and some kid's calling you an asshole, and he's right. eight years old, and you're like, yeah. "What is this kid doing? Right. Who owns this?" Eight year old. And and uh, yeah, the you know the the snowmobile that's got the you know the snowmobile kit or there's oh. tires where there used to be tracks and and skis and shit and like like everything about the the freaky stuff that I didn't even know existed and it takes kind of a lot to stump me with you know a weird motorcycle thing but every year at mid ohio i see some shit i'm just like that was a thing somebody built that yeah and very rarely is it like, oh, yeah, my uncle built it in the garage. No, it's like, oh, this company made these for a week and a half. <laughs> what company? Rockola. What? Rockola made what? I didn't, ever, I didn't even know they made a dirt bike. I didn't know they made a trike or a six-wheeler or whatever the fuck it is. And like that's, that's what I've always loved about it is you get in there and you're like, you thought you were weird. You thought you were freaky. 
You thought you had a weird fetish. No, go to Mid-Ohio. You're totally fucking normal, man. Yeah, you're about as fucking much of a normie as you can get when you get to Mid-Ohio and see the freak show that shows up there. But, John, we'll work on that. We'll put out a petition to see if we can get some, you know, some, some ladies to just show up. And, you know, there are ladies in Mid-Ohio. The oh. problem is they're all too dignified to hang around anywhere you are. No, I was like, last year I had the crew across the lane from us. Yeah, you got, yeah. I was hanging right. out with them. They yeah. were cool. They were yeah. fun, dude. Okay, yeah. They oh, had, there you go. They were. T- they said something about they were having some mushrooms or something. They were. I'm I, like, there was I think no pizza guy there this year. Horticulturalists. Yeah, I think they were. There was uh, no pizza guy. No, no. They, like, they, they'd they ordered the mushrooms, but no pizza to I go with I can imagine it. doing yeah. psychedelics in a place that's just shit mud. It has to be really fun. Um, It's... <laughs> I they was were doing, really into right. my guitar playing yeah. in the karaoke. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we. I think we've got a real good... The plan, you know, last year with the high ace, that worked out really well. We're going to keep doing that. That's that's the method. That's the plan of attack. Me and John have... Um, we have a thing that we're doing. We're both going to learn five songs. Right. So oh, we're going right. to have a ten-song set, set uh-huh. of guitars. Well, that's a really stuff. good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm strongly behind that idea. I think that that's brilliant. And I think that we're... Like... The idea for me... Roll me year, up and smoke me when I die. die. <laughs> See? Again. And that's what Mid-Ohio is. And you can't imagine why people aren't just lining up to be like, I'm going to go show that got my tit. <laughs> Singular. It can, happen. It, can happen. it has Again, happened. It could be. It's a different kind of Patreon. If yeah. you guys are going that route, I recommend a tips or tits chug. Oh, really? Oh, right yeah. there. Right. Know. There you go. Yeah. I try to do a ladies only... I try to do ladies drink free happy hour. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I got was like a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. It well, didn't work out. Well. <laughs> Considering I gave him some water. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm like, this is a total, this is a sting. You this is a, a ladies' night yeah. in, in the corner of the campsite. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I I literally don't I go there corner of the campsite. Yeah, yeah I right. put up a sign. Yeah. Happy hour. Lady, ladies drink free. And that and, corner of the campsite is like two men enter, one man leave. Like, and a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old showed up on their daddy's golf cart, and they're like, can we get a beer? And oh I'm like, my oh, God. No. And you know what, though? If they you know, you're you, so you're cute. Just, you're gorgeous. You're, you're, oh, yeah, but no water here. I'm going to guarantee, you though, they, they had several beers before they got to I you. don't yeah. care. They didn't have one right. from they me. They didn't get one from you, but they, <laughs> they had done had some beers. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that wasn't the first time they trotted that idea. That's okay. Yep, that's exactly it. And they weren't drinking Natterdays. Which comes in the lovely pink can. This beer, by the way, is this is to beer what vaping is to cigarettes. Oh, this God. gets children in the game far too early because it tastes like not beer. It's in a can that's pink with flamingos on it. It does look like Hello Kitty beer. All right. I mean, if the Hello Kitty made a beer, I'm pretty sure this is what it would be. We got the young man over here is drinking right. a. He's PBR drinking a like proper a man. PBR like Putting a man. hair on his chest right. as we speak. Mm-hmm. It hurts. And I'm, and I'm sticking to my natter days. <laughs> You're having your twatier. <laughs> exactly. This is true. <laughs> and there we go. Yeah, if that's all we got, guys, that's all I got. Um, hot, hotline listeners, abuse your privileges. Because like I said, you just found out about it last week, but now we're rubbing it in. Now hit that Patreon button, become a member, and beat up that bat phone number. Um, I can only imagine. I mean... God. This is where we are, right? Oh. At some point, I'm going to have to turn this phone in. And the authorities? The authorities, exactly, <laughs> right. This but, is going to become evidence in a very, very long case. But yeah. I think you have to give them some incentive. Like, if they send some, not a legal picture, but what something interesting. What are you doing, Steve? We all have to view it. 
Like that's you, gonna happen anyway. Well, but, I know, yeah, but right, like, I mean, if right. you if you look at it and you're repulsed by it, right. you might hide it. But right. no, no, we have to. Oh yeah, yeah, we could we could do that. And if it gets to the point where honestly, it, it may become that kind of a thing where maybe just maybe we might bury that picture mm-hmm. on part of the pay site, like part of that that you that, might that, you never that know. hotline members thing. Oh. They get access to images nobody else gets. So that could be one of those like. Oh man, I don't even like the idea of going there. That all seems very subpoenable. Oh, and at Mid Ohio yeah. this year, yeah. I'll bring a camera that will be the Patreon camera, and they'll yeah. get the view. Oh, the the photo album of Mid Ohio, the That's secret photo idea. album That's of Mid Ohio for idea. patrons. Yeah, boy, there's been some photos that have left Mid Ohio that probably <laughs> never should have left Mid Ohio. Jim, had- naked Jim, I'm talking to you, man. <laughs> Having had all this time to kill at home, recovering, yeah, uh, and watching Fight Club again. Oh yeah, in your weekly slideshow that you're trying to present. Yeah. Any disparaging pictures, I fully encourage just a quick flash in. You know, oh, the yeah, Tyler yeah. Durden of them real quick. Like, did I just see that? Yeah. Was that? I'm not sure what the fuck that was. Skip right over it, but enough yeah. that you can see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was there for a second. I'm almost certain I saw it. And bye, man. Hey, ride fast and take chances. Bum, 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 bum